Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Look around, mister. All this I built. Up to my armpits and blood and shit. Where there was desert, now there's a town. There was robbery, there's trade. Where there was despair, now there's hope. Civilization. I'll do anything to protect it. You want foot and face? <laughs> this is Film Sack. <laughs> oh, sure. everyone and welcome to Film Sack episode 499. One more. Oh my gosh, we're about to hit wow. 500 episodes. I didn't even really think about it till just now. Weird. Uh, anyway, wow. welcome to 499. We are mining the very depths of film entertainment for all mankind continually since 2009 and today's no different. My name is Scott Johnson and I'm joined today by Brian. They burned pig killer into his chest Dunaway. Ow, I don't want to see more pig butts. I began yeah. in my life. Yeah. Never. Oh, hi. Hi. This Sunday is Thunderdome Live, where you don't want to miss when two men enter, one man leaves. Hey, is this going to be like that one time when one of those men was who enters is not really a man at all, but some kind of grinning boy's head atop a man's body? <laughs> and then when he starts losing, his little person hops into the dome in the middle of the fight and starts jammering in some broken English he learned from vinyl records in his circus train car. <laughs> <laughs> Only to be interrupted by yet a fourth individual who enters the Dome of Thunder to further the discussion on who runs the place. All the while, no man leaves. Because that was some real partisan-based pig shit right there. <laughs> Anywho, this Sunday is Thunderdome Live, where apparently no rules apply, even though everyone is chanting the one damn rule. Tickets available at the box office. If you convince, if you can convince postmodern Alfred Hitchcock, he's a fatty, to sell them to you. God, I hate this job. Maybe I will see if I can get a job as an elevator operator. I can do that, pushing a few buttons all day. Oh, Conan style, you say? No, thanks. I don't do the cranks. That's just jerking time. Randy? <laughs> That's where the jerking time kept coming from on Discord this morning. 
Couldn't figure out where you where you were getting that from. All right. Uh, next up, we have Randy. I do not think that dome is OSHA approved. Jordan. Aloha, Scott, Brian, Brian, and I just want to thank you all for coming to this uh, talk. It was, I think, it was really good. We had a lot of uh, good discussion up here, and yeah, another round for the panel. Thank you, thank you guys very, very much. Uh, it's the QA portion, and uh, we were given three questions here that were uh, you guys wrote on cards. We're just gonna get to them real quick. Uh, let's see. Question number one: uh, We do someone. We don't need another hero. Okay. Um, actually, uh, I'll take this one. Yes, you do. You do actually need another hero. Um, <laughs> here's the thing. If the previous hero was bad, then you definitely need another hero. If the previous hero was good, then you should want another hero, right? Because the heroes are good. So, yes, you do. I, I disagree with the question. See, the next question says here, um, we don't need to know the way home. Uh, no, 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 no. See, okay, I, I get it. I, you guys uh, may have, some of you may have misunderstood the point of the talk. Um, you know, just refer to Maslow's hierarchy of needs. Like, home is like literally the third most important thing you need after like food and water. Uh, you do d- definitely need to know the the way home. So, uh, I'm sorry if that was if that wasn't uh, evident. Uh, you know, or okay, let's just get to this last one and get out of here. All we want is life beyond the. Okay, so this makes no sense. I'm sorry, guys. This makes no sense. The Thunderdome is uh, small and immovable. Like, literally all of the world is beyond the Thunderdome. Seriously. And it's not like that dome is between you and anywhere important. Were these written by children? (laughs) (laughs) Maybe. Maybe. Tomorrow Morrowland says yes. Not entirely by my hero, George Miller, it turns out. Deconstructing uh, Tina Turner, right? Well, we're with us things? finally, Brian. Whose neck smells like master's crotch? Blaster's neck smells like master's crotch. <laughs> Ibit. Foot and face. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, I'm here for the game show announcer audition. Thank you. Yes, I'll just go ahead with what I've written myself, if if you don't mind. Listen on. This is the truth of it. Those in our brood, sometimes we must battle. Trivia questions. Beat the time. If you don't finish first, you get the slime. Super sloppy double dare on Nickelodeon draws near. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, dying times here. Too much? Was that too much? That's kind of a catchphrase thing with mine. I, I can I can tone it down a little bit. Shall I do another? I'll do one even without waiting for your response. Another. Three men enter. One man leaves. The battle looms large on many TV screens. Hit the daily double. You better know your facts. If you don't answer in the form of a question, you get the axe. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> boys and girls, dying times here. <laughs> yeah, well, I, I lost my last job, so I, I really need this. The whole town I worked for got blown to pieces and my hosting slash arbitrator gig kind of ended. One more, one more. I think I can nail this. <laughs> Nine paths you can choose, but who will choose the right path and connect three in a row? Better watch out for that dragon. It's Tic-Tac-Toe. Oh, <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, Dying times here with Wink Martindale. No, no. Okay, what else do you have? Wheel of Fortune. No, thanks. I've I've done one of those, and I just want don't want to get typecast as the Wheel of Fortune kind of guy. Oh, that's great! Wow, I love really, those. 
Yeah. I love the fact that I wasn't quite sure. I'm like, I think I know which one he's talking about. <laughs> yeah, I know what he's talking about. No, you went like you went like full method I, actor on this. Did Did you workshop any uh, no whammies in that one? I did. I had I had a bunch of them. Like I figured out uh, Family Feud. We've been talking so much about Family yeah. Feud on TMS lately. I didn't <laughs> want to do that one, but uh, two families enter, one family leaves. <laughs> <laughs> Because <laughs> it's a feud. A feud is a fight. That's a right? feud. Yeah, yes, yeah. exactly. We settle our arbitrations here, like and the host guy. might kiss you on the lips. <laughs> yeah, or the ear. Yeah. yeah. Oh my god. I know. Uh, he he had double duty. He was the guy selling camels, and then later got to do the yeah. rules. Yeah. Yeah. I want. I, I want actually a whole uh, Doctor Deal Good. Um, yeah, series TV, TV series. Yeah, yes. there's so many fantastic characters in the movie we're about to talk about. Yeah, that uh, we should probably get. Well, what's here, the name of the movie the we're thing. about to talk about? Well, it's Mad Max Beyond Thunderdome. Now, I want to make a. I need to make a caveat uh, up top. Show uh, announcement here. Okay, this is not the good one. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> it's not even. It's not even the second best one. No, it's, it's not. It's not even the one that I remembered half. Yeah, there's a lot in this I don't remember either, but um, it's also the one where, I mean, straight up, uh, George Miller and uh, his buddy George Ogilvy, Ogilvy, yeah, he and him were, they co-directed this, and pretty much this is what how it worked out, because um, there's a dedication at the end of the film, people might might wonder about it, it says for, for Byron. And Byron was this like really close friend of George Miller's who was uh, basically did like location scouting for the movie. And that's what his job was. And he did this for other projects, including previous Mad Max films. And uh, he was killed in a car or a, uh, a helicopter accident while scouting for this film. And as a result, George Miller just lost interest in everything. It was like, I don't want to even do this. Yeah. Like my, yeah. one of my best friends has died. I don't want to deal, deal with this. So the way that the directing work worked out to fulfill his contract was, Ogilvy directed anything with people talking, walking, hanging out, sitting around, whatever. <laughs> Miller did all the action stuff. So in the dome, in the cars, uh, mm-hmm. you know, those moments. And you can tell. On the can, road. Yeah, you on the road. You can see that stuff and go, okay, well, that feels like maybe what I'm used to from that dude. But the rest of it is just some guy who mostly directed TV who made, you know, a bunch of scenes in this movie. And I think that's and, what's wrong with the movie. It, it feels it like... Feels- it, it feels like two movies, and I I think mm-hmm. uh, there's parts of this thing that George Ogilvy did that I actually kind of think was well shot and was kind of really amazing. But oh, then I don't know about amazing. Like, give give me amazing. Yeah. What do you what do you call an amazing? Oh I mean, well 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 like there's when he's in uh in the the camp kid Peter Pan. Uh, you mean uh, when the part that Spielberg directed? Yeah, that right, bit, right. Yeah. The Spielberg parts because there was a couple of shots there that were fantastically. It was well directed. It was, was it? Was it? I thought it was because you know what that Absolutely looked like. That was. looked like three PO going. Ooh, and then the Empire came and beep, 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 and a no, of- no, I'm not necessarily <laughs> talking about. I'm not talking yeah. about the actual uh, nuances of what's being read on screen. He's kind of locked into the dialogue and, and but way, way it was, way it was shot, the way it was, uh, envisioned. I thought it was actually, I don't know. That clever. stuff looked like anybody could have directed it. My, my biggest problem with it, with that whole entire thing, wow, the whole Lord- Scott really hates Ogilvy. I didn't know that. I didn't see that coming in. <laughs> it's the, what it is. It's this, this Lord of the flies portion of the movie, which it really is a separate movie in a lot of ways. Yeah. And um, it's the part of the movie I forgot the most about. Like, 
Yeah, I'd totally forgotten it. Completely I remembered it. it, but boy, did I think it was uh, a much smaller part of the film in yeah. my memory. Yeah. Uh, and it's, then you get there, and it's like, oh my God, this takes up so much of this movie that I thought was like, all right, it's, uh, you know, we're in Bartertown for a long time, and there's going to be battles in Thunderdome, and then there's this, and there's that. And then he sees the kids, and then he goes and he gets in the car, and there's a lot of driving at the end, and a lot of another big uh, chase scene. And I completely forgot that. No, it's like the kids are the the filling of this of this Oreo, this action Oreo. Yeah. So we end up with this kind of a you get this like hook, you get this hook like thing with Mm -hmm. these with these kids, and then you get the you know this Empire or sorry Return of the Jedi. uh, They think. 3PO's a god now he's telling them the story of the Empire and the Clone Wars and everything like that's what that all felt like to me but then mm-hmm. my brain broke and I because I kind of like this concept of they were all in a plane the plane crashed for whatever reason it was filled with children uh, the captain said I'm coming back for you and then they I don't have to think build- it was filled with children well okay then this is my then this is my question right. what why are that? Why is it ancient? Why is it ancient lore for them when none of them are older than like seventeen? Right, right. That's what I mean. I think uh, there were a few children. I think the family stayed there for a while, just from what the impression I was getting, because it's an oasis and an otherwise abandoned land. But at some point, they were like, "Okay, we want to re." find civilization we have to strike out but not before they enjoyed a short period uh where they stayed there now i don't know that for a fact that's just how i explained it to my brain but would they just leave all their kids and if if they're just their kids why would their kids be so they they act like what happened was a thousand years ago maybe they were heading off from like you know international soccer match i don't know scott it really wasn't important (laughs) to me well that's what i'm saying that's a whole different movie and a whole different mountain that's what i'm saying see this is where mad max gets into trouble but the and 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 misses why mad max is amazing which is the world building is usually in your your own head you should not over explain things and they get a little too close to the edge of trying to say hey this plane was full of these kids and now they're waiting for the guy to come back he's called captain walker and the walkers which i thought was great so a grounded pilot called captain walker (laughs) that's why not you just you just hit on it now make that connection (laughs) to be clear i've never seen this movie before last night i the only thing i knew about this movie was the name and i assumed that mel gibson was in it like i really didn't have anything i have no thoughts about this movie before seeing it like I literally, as a small child, misunderstood the Tina Turner song, and I never knew that it was about this movie. I, I really, right. I, I know, I didn't know that. I remember this song, and I, I, I don't really attach these two things together, even though I know they go together. And I'm, and I've heard that song a million times, and I never remember her saying Thunderdome. Oh really? Song. Right. Yeah. Same. Same, same, same. It just all. feels so shoehorned in there, like it just doesn't yeah. belong, like. Like uh, she'd written three fourths of the song, and they said, "Oh, could we use that one for Mad Max Thunderdome? Could you? Can maybe we say the, the title of the movie?" Yeah. yeah. And the, so I was the, so the biggest. My so, biggest complaint like, about the movie is is partly that, but keep going. I was so mentally busy during this movie taking it in that it never occurred to me that I should question the the backstories of all these things. Mm. Like I have seen, I've seen one and two. I saw two a couple years ago, and now I've seen the first one with you guys a few mm-hmm. months ago. Mm-hmm. And I like so I, I came into this movie going, okay, I know there's a person, Mad Max, right? And I found it a little weird in this movie that he didn't 
introduce himself as Mad Max. But um, like I was so busy like going, wow, these shots of the desert and the sun and there's so many wind shots. Like there's so many parts of this movie where someone was just out of frame with a huge fan and a bag of dirt. And I'm just like, this was really like, like, there's a lot of things here to think about and to really like take in to drink in. Mm. And, and so like right now, as you guys are talking is the first time I was like, Oh, what were those kids doing there? Like, seriously, this movie gave me, it did not give me those questions. Well, and I'm glad for that because they're 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 questions that don't have good answers. Right, they're terrible answers. And and here's the other thing. So, um, it's normal that you don't have him introduce himself very much. Like at the beginning of this, mm-hmm. they ask him his name. He does say Max. There's one time, but that's it. They only yeah. does it the one rarely, time. In the rarely he film. tells his name. Correct. Yeah, and that and there and that's why in uh, four, the best of all of these, uh, by Jerry Road. by a billion miles, uh, <laughs> when Max finally says his name to her uh, while she's, you know, basically dying. He's trying to pump his own blood into her. Uh, Charlize Theron's character, he is, he is, that's when he's finally saying, you know, that's who I am. I'm acknowledging that I'm an individual. I'm a person. I'm not just an aberration here. Like, I'm Max. Right. Like that, they make it a big he, deal he in almost every movie. He died when his children died. He was reborn as this wanderer, right? That that's the kind of the idea, concept. except, I don't know, <laughs> yeah. the first episode, or sorry, the first movie doesn't really pay that off in retrospect, but... Right. But yeah, that's kind of the concept. Okay. But here's the thing: like, it, Beyond Thunderdome has some of my favorite things in the series as concepts. So, Master Blaster, one of my favorite concepts. Yeah, uh, the dome so itself. Fun. I love the dome. I love everything about the dome. More dome. I think the dome. Give is great. us more dome. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the dome is great. Yeah. Uh, the idea of a town called Barter Town that is that is run on the backs of these guys down there digging pig shit for energy, right. but is got this outside veneer, but it's also got all the, the terrible things about living in that post-apocalyptic Australian wasteland and all the weirdos in it. Everyone's a weirdo and it's great. That stuff you know, conceptually great, but then I, the rest of it gives me real gas. And the biggest piece that gives me gas, I cannot believe how important this is to me over time, but the music in this, the scoring Mm. Horrendous! It is it inappropriate nice. for we, the we film. A, I we okay. took a left turn from our usual uh, Mad Max, right? Wasn't there a new uh, uh, a music? Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? The guy who does the music, composer, there was a new guy in here, composer, <laughs> composer. Yeah, composer. He, he may be a and new we're guy. Talking, and we're know. talking score, not not soundtrack. Just we're not score. Talking the Turner stuff, yeah, but the yeah, score. Yeah, I kind of like the saxophone, the weird discordant. <laughs> I cannot find the rhythm with this thing. If you put it on on a piece of paper and gave me, right. um, uh, you know, a metronome kind of thing, there was something I really liked about that saxophone thing that they the the uh, the theme music of the underground. It's a oh yeah, that stuff was cool. Like no, there well, was and- there were a couple of moments that were just fine, but like trying to accent the action or the emotion or whatever that stuff compared to the Junky XL uh, soundtrack for 2015's Fury Road. A billion miles worse. Wow. It's so bad. Yeah. Like yeah. I'm. I'm and not we'll, saying. I'm not saying it's. It's. It's uh, not appropriate for its time because a lot of this sounded fine in '85 or whatever it was. Mm-hmm. And the idea of Tina Turner playing very '80s music at the top and <laughs> yes. bottom of this sandwich was so dis. It was so off for me. This the, time. I actually wrote down in my notes what is this opening music because that that part did seem really confusing oh. and so out of place the yeah. whole opening was odd anyway because they had like this double barrel credits coming at you i'm like i can't read that fast wait what is <laughs> so and so so and so who are these people screw yeah. loose who is this guy yeah 
So I just want to – we'll talk about it a tiny bit more later probably, but uh, we're talking about Maurice Jarre. Uh, Maurice Jarre is a famous composer. Composed it's Jarre, isn't it? Like Jean-Michel Jarre? Because it's spelled the same way. Is it Jarre? Well, that, Maybe but they're related. We're, we're, it's, a, it's a French person, right? It's a French person. We, we, we'll say Jarre. Je oui, oui. Wasn't it Jean Jean Valjean? Jean Valjean? Who am I thinking of? No, Jean Michel Jarre. <laughs> oh, Jean Michel Jarre. He's the yeah. He's like the new age guy. Uh, uh, did, did the trippy uh, instrumental stuff in the in the eighties, right? Different, yeah. different. It's not this dude, but different, different person. This dude, but, but he's French, this dude right? Composed yeah. this dude composed the longest day. Composed uh, Lawrence of Arabia, Othello. Oh. Uh, Doctor Zhivago is probably the most memorable uh, composition uh, of a film for Maurice. However, you want to say his last name. Yeah. And, um, my mom's favorite guy. movie, by the way. My mother loves that movie. <laughs> Doctor Shivago so, was like the only thing she ever talked about. Anyway, go ahead. Uh, I mean, Lawrence of Arabia. The the score is brilliant, and and so coming into this film, you know, I'm like, oh, we're gonna have that. We're gonna have something memorable, a theme. We're gonna have uh, all of these all of these pickup scenes where you know you're just looking at the sun behind the dirt in the desert and someone's emerging over a dune and there's going to be music that fits it and the music never fit no not even once i don't remember a time in this movie when the music fit yeah i felt it felt like the underground fit by the way maurice jarre is jean-michel jarre's dad oh no way they are related okay that's cool very very much related those, you know, those jars, they're, uh, it's, that's know, right. they get out there, they get going. I, so, so I wait, that underground that stuff was, was like the ding, dong, ding, bong, ding, right. Bong. Yeah. The crystal music, basically. Yeah, that was kind of cool. I'll give you that. that part it was. was right. Yeah. Yeah. So what was, uh, so was that Tina Turner's, uh, like tour saxophonist? Was he like <laughs> the, the, the blind uh, diaper guy? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Was that like. I wanted that to be like somebody she tours with. I would love that, right? Like, like Peter Gabriel's got that really big tall dude, yeah. and yeah. Springsteen had Clarence Clemens, and and uh, Tina Turner's got uh, diaper ball, diaper diaper uh, guy, bl- yeah. blind diaper sloth, <laughs> yeah. basically. Kid Rock's got the little tiny guy, <laughs> it's like that. Yeah. Uh, right, exactly. But yeah. but yeah, you like master, but, like, like him in there playing. Uh, he was obviously playing a saxophone in a time where we were all getting a lot of saxophone in that style in the eighties regardless of the film or what setting it was so it was consistent with the time but i also kind of liked it's it was discordant it was like what a weird thing for you to put in this to have him in there just playing the the saxophone is always very boisterous right it's always like hi i'm a saxophone yeah i'm here yeah Yeah. you see there's not there's not like you know you don't have a lot of background saxophone music no there's not like it's the singer stops and the saxophone starts (laughs) Uh, and my and then so this leads to my my other problem. Those are some of the most dialogue heavy for Max scenes. He talks a lot in those. He talks a lot oh, yeah. later. This is out of character for the character. He doesn't do this in Road Warrior or Mad Max, the first one, really that much. And he barely says anything in four. Uh, he's supposed to be a little bit of not mute, but supposed to be a little muted. And in this, he's a little too quippy for me. He's a little too eighties uh, catchphrase. Hey, I'm Mel Gibson. I'm going to be talking here. Especially yeah. with especially with entity right that like she her job is to talk like she's supposed to be uh, interesting somehow mm-hmm. and the, like the only way for her to be interesting is to say things yeah. and so he could have he could have been a strong silent type around uh, auntie entity <laughs> I, I think her the I rural think her, right yeah. <laughs> I I didn't appreciate her costuming until this 
time around. And you could say it's derivative <laughs> of stuff, but I thought it was actually uh, it's fine. Actually, I enjoyed yeah. it a lot more this this viewing. Of course, probably like when I was younger, big, I was like, eh, what is that? Like those big uh, bulbous uh, ram yeah. horn earrings that she was wearing. Yeah, yeah they look like they you were. Thought taken I was going to say something else. Yeah, you? you did. I you did. did. Uh, they look like they were taken off of something big and mechanical, which is what you want. Like it's a good, it's yeah. it's fine. Yeah. Everything about her is fine. You my biggest, my biggest Costum- aesthetic no. problem. Costuming with- for no. this film is not is certainly not an issue. No, there was a lot a of little, there was a lot it, of French influences in this. From the yeah. everybody was wearing French cut. It's yeah, like, oh, I don't like. Oh, I'm not. I'm yeah. not into the high hip thing. And all the women and dudes all had the high hip thing going. <laughs> yeah, weird on dudes. It's yeah. it's a uh, it's a weird look on <laughs> dudes. Especially. I, like I I actually just realized Conan I would disagree. I skipped. I skipped a whole segment in my intro. I just realized because I had one of my answers was going to be about, uh, you know, uh, Maslow's hierarchy of needs was going to be food, water, home, and shoulder pads. Oh, my God. Shoulder pads, yes. So I assumed that, okay, so I'd like to talk about Bartertown for a minute because I want to know the lore of Bartertown because we got a little bit of explanation towards the end when Master put on his uh, fancy clothes and rode in his uh, rode in his uh, his train car is, yeah. which had which was equipped with several things including uh, how to speak uh, you know French and this different basically languages. A so house. he's obviously an yeah. He's obviously an intellect, but I'm like, okay, so why is he talking in such broken English? Is it because English isn't his native language? And I was like, that's interesting. I was also like, uh, were they also implying that these people were part of a road show, such as, you know, like a freaks show or a circus show? And did it crash? And is that where they set up? And is that why Barry's weird? Everybody else is weird because of, because of mutations, right? Mm-hmm. From the fallout. Mm-hmm. But yeah. is that so here? Maybe. Uh, we don't know. So, like, there's a lot of, there's a lot of, there's there's a lot so of untold much methane. stuff. <laughs> Yeah, so much methane. Where did those pigs come from? Was that part of the show? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, we don't was know it- where those pigs came from. See, so, but see, those are the kind of world building things I like because I I like to make up the rest. I like to see it and yes. go, wow, that's a lot of pigs. I wonder where those came from. Like that's fun to me. You know what I didn't like making up? Mm. Bruce Spence's character as Jedediah mm. because I'm like, you're the gyrocopter guy. You can't just show mm. pretend like that you're not. Yeah, that was a weird move. Wasn't the same it? guy, isn't he? Yeah, it same is. actor, same yeah. actor. Yeah. No, I know it's the same actor, but it's the same. No, character. no, no, no. Not different the same character. character. Yeah, no, totally different not. character. So that yeah, that is a really weird... oh that's 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 way disturbing. I agree. It, it was. I agree. I, it's unnecessary to make him a different character because he he goes off with one of the women from uh, yeah he could have came back with a kid the the Bastion equivalent in <laughs> Mad Max time in Road Warrior. Well, and and I was so proud of this movie for starting with a a little robbery. That, that made me go, I wonder if that's going to be a bookend. And it was, it, it was 100% a bookend. Yeah. yeah. But like, like he, he's, that's a weird move. Like I understand he's, yeah. he's a favorite of, of road warrior. People, you know, love that character or whatever. And he's also, you know, these people are all friends with Miller and everything. So I understand the, the recasting, but why not just work it in so that he's that guy again? Uh, right. If he's already flying a plane. Yeah. <laughs> but that's I mean, the other thing the these pilot. movies do. Come on. These movies all do this. All one through four, they're all right. their own setting. Nothing's the same. And no right. one carries over so, except for this Furiosa I, sequel we're getting or prequel. Right. And, and so this brings up the question because I, I was thinking about this and I was going down the rabbit hole about it. I was like, you know what? Each one of these these movies is supposed to have a very specific narrator or someone who is remembering what is going on. And would that individual then understand 
the relationships between these characters. And I'm like, well, maybe that's part of the madness uh, and, and storytelling, you know, mm. which is done mouth to mouth. Right. Is, mouth to mouth. Uh, is, when I was here for the telling and the right. and now the next uh, bit, 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 bit. May as well be talking to Ewoks. I'm telling you that whole thing. <laughs> yeah, uh, you know, that stuff's Ooh, fine, finally, and I don't mind. We finally, them. have one person that we've been training to tell this story with all of our timing and yeah. fire and everything. Finally, somebody that we can tell this story to. Yeah, that stuff's just ripped <laughs> right out of that. Out of that. By the way, there's a whole other scene that is ripped right out of Star Wars, where he runs into that steamy place under Barrowtown. Oh, yeah, and then suddenly, yeah. and he's chasing one guard, but then yeah, he comes that's, out. That's, a, yeah. that's got. That's a trope, right? The turnaround chase. Because it's I mean, also an Indiana Jones trope, too, right? It's, yeah. yeah. That's the, a serial trope, right? I believe that's, that's that I don't goes know. way back. Way my back. serial trope involves Saturday mornings and uh, mm, spilled milk. Stuff. Yes, yeah. honeycomb. Extra crunchy. Oh, it's <laughs> not serial trope. It's yeah, big. yeah, yeah. It's big. They're not small. So, <laughs> no, no, Tina no. Turner, by the way, uh, we were talking about her costume. She shaved her head for this thing. So, the wig would fit. <laughs> I shaved my head for this? Yeah. And she said she had no problem with it. She says, I've got no problem with it. She said, ah. <laughs> I'll do it for money. <laughs> Shave what you want me to that's do. That's actually pretty good, Ibbitt. You actually do a pretty good Tina Turner. I've been, you know, that's one I've been workshopping for years. Yeah, oh, a long, long time. Uh, Auntie Entity is a bundle of tropes, but the, the one that really stuck out to me is the I own this town trope. Like, yeah, it's just, yeah. it's so common in, in movies that aren't necessarily set in reality in the real time in the mm-hmm. current time right mm-hmm. like as soon as you get into the future or you get into an alternate world or you go to another planet like there is going to be somebody who owns this town and they typically yeah. live up above it right. and right. they have a bunch of weird henchmen and this felt like uh this felt like it was so it was so tropey that it was almost like its own thing you know what I mean? Like, it didn't feel like they were just copying what other movies have done. I, I agree. Yeah. I mean, it makes her a le- she's lesser, I think, than than Immortan Joe, but it's a very similar temp- template. Um, the difference is Immortan Joe's not vamping about how he owns everything. He's just sort of there and he owns everything. Like, he's not right. right. He's not constantly mm-hmm. talking about how I built this town and I'll do whatever it takes to save it or whatever. He's, he doesn't need to but do who any runs of that. It? He just needs to dump a little water on him once in a while to keep him hooked and then, you know, be a shithead to his sons. And, you know, he's just. So was that the oasis that dried up? Is that was the implication that the, you know, the what where the kids were? You mean, is that where a more Fury Road is Fury Road? Is that location? Oh, we have no idea. We have no idea. Hmm. I doubt it. Highly. Yeah. I don't. They never. The rocks are way bigger. Like, you know, the. Oh, they're uh, monolithic. They're yeah, freaking three hundred feet above the ground. I don't think any of that mm-hmm. stuff is where they were. But anyway, the point uh, I was trying to get to there was she is interesting though, or unique among all the villains in the history of the franchise, because all of them were either killed or brought down from power, except her. She was mm-hmm. yeah. She was not only not killed and not removed from power. She literally returned to power. Yeah, and and, stayed there. I mean, but she returned to power of a town that now doesn't have a methane factory. <laughs> but but she also right. gets the the thing I was expecting the least, the absolute least, is the right off into the sunset ending that she gets with Max. Yeah. That was, I just I'm still shocked. Yeah, really, raggedy man, yeah. Randy. Yeah, raggedy Randy. Raggedy. <laughs> yeah, uh, she just sends him off like that. Uh, you know, admittedly, that's a weird that's a weird move. And you don't see that a lot in movies like this. You usually get their face ripped off like a Morton Joe, and that's kind of so what you I expect. I wonder if she had her contracts like, you can't kill me. 
<laughs> Maybe. That, the end of this the end of this movie was so surprising to me that it actually made me rethink the whole movie and I started wondering if Mel Gibson's character actually dies in the desert actually he is dead and everything after he falls and dies is the afterlife is is sort of like mm. his in, you know his encountering the you know heaven right. I don't know about or, heaven. or is he like the dread pirate roberts his you know, they, they he never really admits to it. You know what I'm saying? It's like there's always a new Mad Max. Always. I mean, a little. He's meant to be mythical in that way, I think. But again, see, this is all of us making assumptions that no one ever Which answers. And it's fun. Yeah, I like mm-hmm. it. I like trying to figure that, that crap out. Um, but not canon. Check the, No, yeah, not necessarily canon. Okay, what I really like is this. So, you know those outcomes on the wheel? They, they had to spin the wheel. Because yeah. Yeah, the, did you, did you, you catch them all? Big I got them wheel. all. So I wrote them down. Here, here they are. Uh, we got death, gulag, uh, acquittal, I believe was one. Oh, nice. Hard labor, auntie's choice. Right, uh, auntie's choice. I wanted to see Bankrupt, how that turned out. Bankruptcy. Yeah. Wait, there was no bankruptcy. Uh, there was, well, was kind of one. Forfeit goods was one of them. Yeah, uh, oh. spin again. I wonder if we would have gotten forfeit goods. Yeah. <laughs> oh, we're sorry. You got spin again. You got life imprisonment, amputation, uh, and then finally you were forced to watch Underworld. It just said Underworld. I assume that Man, means you have to watch Pat Underworld. Pat Sajak would have lost his mind if you spun that wheel so weakly. Mm-hmm. You ever well, seen he barely, he didn't spin it really. It was one of yeah. uh, Dr. Dillgood's uh, prize women who <laughs> grabbed his hand and really spun it for him and then looked just mesmerized by right. the wheel what spin. Happened? What yeah. happened? That thing was, uh, all that stuff was great and, and a little dumb, but great. I liked everything. I kind of want uh, Bill Duran to, to weld me uh, oh. a death wheel. Would you have all the same exact things? Like, would you want an exact replica or would you want something? No, mine would say, uh, listen to a Millie Vanilli album and um, <laughs> watch Gungam Style one more time. Yeah, you and, know, uh, it's mine, true. Mine would be things I don't want to eat, and it would be in the kitchen. <laughs> <laughs> All right. What would you have on there? Give us an example. No, uh, I am. Uh, I, 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 I don't get to call myself a foodie because I am kind of opposed to veggies. Yeah. I eat veggies every single day. But I don't want to. And, <laughs> and so it'd be like, wheel of veggies. No. Yeah, wheel yeah, of veggies. So like, like I make I make the best Brussels sprouts you're ever gonna have. I roast them with all kinds. That's of, a low uh, bar. So, but but <laughs> they would Brussels sprouts would be on the wheel. <laughs> you know what I'm right. saying? Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Even though you make you a mean really those, good those batch. little baby cabbages. Yeah, yeah. baby cabbages. Yeah. Yeah. Little uh, little shopahars. Oh, uh, don't away, don't away, man. <laughs> Seriously, roasting those with some slivered onions. And, oh yeah. And, yeah. And then oh, yeah. and then a a uh, balsamic glaze drizzle. Oh, that's that's been one of the best things about Hello Fresh and Blue Apron is learning good ways to do kale and Brussels sprouts. Yeah. Because. There's so many recipes they send. I, it's like, okay, now you're going to roast it. Like, oh, this is actually pretty good. Mm-hmm. I want to be the kind of person that says I can eat kale. You I'm should. Not. Here's how and, you do and it. And with HelloFresh, you can. Well, Go to HelloFresh.com slash frogpants. Yeah, we don't. <laughs> if only. If we, you know, we well, they not, just put kale on a pill and I just swallow it. Like, here, no, here's on. what you do. You sp- you spray kale with some uh, like some pan or some ovens or some you know toss it with some olive oil, put it in the oven, generously salt and pepper it. What and if I just deep fry it and remove all good health? No, he's not deep so frying it. You turn it into kale chips. Yeah, you're basically yeah. just dehydrating it. It's amazing. <laughs> it's so yeah. good. Oh my gosh, Brian's right. I mean, you need a lot of salt. Healthy? 
You use just, a lot of salt. You use, use a, a bunch pepper. of salt and you put on some uh, that vegan cheese. What's that stuff called? Uh, uh, just, uh, All this sounds like a terrible idea. No, it's fantastic. <laughs> I'm not. It, are you there any health know. benefits you at don't the even point know. that it starts tasting good? No, no, no. You you're not, you don't no, no, lose. No, no. Okay, when you dehydrate, you. when you dehydrate <laughs> kale, you're not losing the, the nutrients and stuff. You don't lose that. And you still get the fiber and stuff. It, it's perfect. Oh, it's, so Brian's right. I, I didn't actually expect us to go here, but I just want to talk about a pig-based economy. For All right, a let's do it. Pig-based <laughs> economy, go. Because it excites economy. Yeah. On, what do you think we? What do you economy. think we do here in the South? Yeah, exactly. Based economy. <laughs> it, it really excited me. Like that part of this movie really captured yeah. my imagination. Yeah. And I was and and like because you got to get past the tropes where no, this wouldn't work, right? Because the strongest person in town would actually be the leader, and they would they would rule with an iron fist, and they would control all of the resources. Of a ba- boy's head. Mm-hmm. And yeah, that's right. But <laughs> but man, when you have a pig based economy, there's like this real actual hierarchy with the pigs at the bottom mm-hmm. and the people up above it. And the people above people, and their their refuse flows mm-hmm. down to the pigs, mm-hmm. and literally through the pigs and out the pigs, and so on. Yeah. Like there's just it's fascinating, and I it's love perfect. I, I love pork. <laughs> I, I apologize. If pork you don't have you. to apologize for liking. Pork. Yeah, that's but not you, on your wheel. The pork is not on your wheel. You would no, eat no, the pork. no, 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 no. Yeah. Uh, yes. Um, I don't agree with the whole punishment system of we're going to dangle you on a rope and get nuzzled by cute little pigs. Cause, uh, <laughs> yeah, that's that <laughs> you know, they, they tried to make it sound like these pigs were all threatening and really they're just like, Oh, Hey, they, look, it's, it's master. Were, let's nuzzle him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They were pigs. They weren't hogs or, you know, some right, kind of right, killer were feral hogs. Yeah. yeah there were was pigs. a great, there was a great uh, moment that I had to, um, scroll back to it's when, uh, Mad Max is chasing the guy after they've after they've snuck back into Bartertown and back into the underground through the pipes, mm-hmm. and they uh, Max beats the the two guys and then there's the third who's like oh hi uh, and then turns around and runs. Max yeah, goes yeah. running after him and there's a pig that runs into the frame and just slides on his butt and I had to oh, oh love yeah it. that was second awesome. time I was really so he's kind of like the stormtrooper from uh, Star Wars but it hits his head a little kind bit of, yeah. yes yeah yeah the <laughs> poor thing again. yeah the poor little pig I, man just I made I made Tina watch it. Tina, watch. <laughs> Look at this, like a stupid pig. As I've told you many times before, I grew up with grandparents who had a feedlot uh, just a few blocks away from their house, and uh, they would, uh, you know, collect the the slop in a bucket under the sink and take it over and and dump it on the pig trough every now and then. And uh, you know, like the big rule in my childhood was you do not get anywhere near those savage beasts. Like mm-hmm. if a child falls into the fenced area it's with the gone. pigs, mm-hmm. they will be they will be <laughs> destroyed so fast, you know. And but the point of that was that the pigs needed to be hungry mm-hmm. to be dangerous. Right. And so like this this scene where they dangle a little person down into the pigs, you could uh-huh. tell those pigs were very well fed. Yeah. yeah. They had just yeah. they had just had the feast of their lives. And they were also <laughs> small they were younger because that wasn't the first like, little person they had dangled so this was like three or four down the list oh yeah you knew that that had yeah. happened before and those pigs yeah. have seen they've seen their share of uh human meat is my guess yeah i i live next to a, a pig farm and actually owned a couple of pigs growing you up. own them now na- oh i thought you own them now dude no i don't know I, I got rid of those things i was just a kid uh but yeah they this the same deal you know you you they were always well fed so we don't have to worry too much about them i'll tell you what they did bring around Field rats, oh. the size of your oh, foot. Yeah. Oh yeah. man! Woo. No thanks. Well, those are scary. No thanks. Not interesting. And, uh, no, thank you. 
And yeah. by the way, TV Tropes has a fed to pigs trope page. Mm. Mm. Uh, I, I was surprised. I, I could only personally think of two uh, other examples of fed to pigs. One was the HBO show uh, Gentleman Jack, which uh, I, I thought was pretty uh, pretty that. amazing and brutal and, and mm. uh, really well done. But the other one was uh, Hannibal. Oh, right. Uh, that's where I remember right. seeing somebody being fed to pigs because you see alligators all the time. That's common. And, um, you know, the, like the trope of of animals that you keep at the castle that will eat the people if you want them to. Yeah. It's often is, dogs like dogs. Really hungry sure. dogs. Yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah. Like but, like a crocodile or, a, you know, alligator. I'm like, good, because they usually just basically flip you around until they break your neck and everything else. Right. And then you're dead. It's fine. They can eat you then. Who cares? Yeah. But a pig. <laughs> Your teeth aren't exactly super sharp, but sharp enough, that would be a painful way to go. The other yeah. one, and we haven't seen this, and I'm curious if we would ever sack this, is the movie Snatch. Uh, mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. The, uh, one Brad of the Peck heavies going, in Snatch. Whatever he does. That's just One of the heavies in Snatch keeps a group of starving pigs because they're the perfect way to dispose of bodies. Yeah, and right. uh, I just like, oh, whoa, this is a trope. It's a trope. I bet that'd be a hard, that'd be a hard balance to keep, right? It's like, okay, are they hungry enough? Don't want right. to feed them too yeah. much. Do you, right. Do you just feed them just enough to keep them hungry? Or it's like, well, right. I don't think we're going to get any, any bad visitors for a while. So go ahead and, let's yeah. go ahead and feed the pigs <laughs> pretty well. It's just, just my experience. But my experience as a child is you feed the pigs every day. You have yeah. to. That's how you keep them from eating. Sure. Mm-hmm. So oh, you yeah. pigs every day. Pigs. There is a time of day when they're sated and a time of day when they're hungry. <laughs> so you would be you would be disposing of your enemies by taking them and throwing them into the pig pen when the pigs are hungry. That's yeah, all. Right. That I have a, I have you a, want to go see the pigs? Come on, let's go see. My, the pigs. <laughs> you're, you've been found guilty. We're going to feed you to the pigs, but maybe in a couple days that we just fed them. Right. we just fed them. My uh, my wife has an uncle that no one wants to talk about. Uh, or great uncle. Oh. Maybe anyway, that he used to do it with pigs. He used to find oh. pigs. Yeah, it was a South thing. Not well, I shouldn't say it's a South hey, thing. Sorry, hey, hey, <laughs> hey. I guess totally what I'm saying is I haven't emails. done that in years. You don't get any emails about that. Yeah, you haven't had those. It's pigs a different for, time here yeah. in the South. <laughs> but yeah, nobody talks about that guy anymore. He's uh no, I guess not. Yeah, <laughs> the uncle that you guys don't talk about. So we'll don't. try to bring this back around to people. Hey, nope. look at IMDb and tell me who took the pictures of all of these actors oh because ninety percent of them are just zoom ins. Especially, some I was yeah. so interested in Doctor Dealgood. So uh, Edwin Hodgman plays Doctor Dealgood, and I've never, I've never seen this movie before. So I was like blown away that he keeps the attention and the quiet of hundreds of people at mm-hmm. once. Mm-hmm. Oh my God, that's amazing! That's his the, skill. That place just more when he's speaking. That place is more quiet than any church I've ever been to. Yeah, you know. Yeah, and so like I'm like, oh, Edwin Hodgman. I go, I find a picture of him on IMDb, and it's his right hand holding like, his staff. Yeah, okay. holding his staff. That's it, and that, yeah. and that's from that movie. And by the way. It's not like this guy's only did this because he was some friend of the director. He's got a huge career that he's done everything up to 2016, started in 67. Busy actor. It's not like he's not doing anything. And their IMDb yeah. photo yeah. is this hand holding the staff in Beyond Thunderdome, which I guess is his <laughs> dominant role. But yeah, there's a bunch of like that, like Paul Larson, who yeah. played Blaster. It's just like a badly just- cropped version of Blaster. 
Like, right. I guess he's and, done less stuff. Ang- but Angry Anderson, which is a great name, by the way. Yeah, if you're, if yeah, you're, yeah. If you were probably born named Andrew or something, no, I'm angry. Okay, he's angry. a he's an Australian uh, lead singer too. He's a lead singer of a band called Rose Tattoo down there. Is he you the would screaming? Think, dude? You would think somebody with these credits would get a good picture in IMDb. <laughs> is he the screaming? Nope, it's a bridge. Guy? He's a little guy that screamed a lot. Uh, am I thinking no, of the right guy? Yeah, with the with the Japanese mask. So yeah, yeah on if, his you're, back. if you're okay. if you if you find yourself in the post-apocalyptic world of Mad Max and you're like a, a head short of everybody else, just add a head. Mm-hmm. Just put it around right the top of your head. Sure, and you're mm-hmm. you know good to go. Another guy, the worst one is Robert Simp- Simper. Uh, his photo is just I. I don't know what that even is. <laughs> it's like it's like somebody took a picture of a close-up of a Pantone book or something. Yeah. What is that? Yeah, just like Angry Anderson, there's nothing there. Oh, yeah. Weird. Yeah. And it's not it's like this driver, is all... I think it's his driver's license. It's not like it's no, all they've done. He was... You know, these people were in sh- TV shows last year. Like, I don't know why this is the way it is. But maybe Australia doesn't give a shit. There's, maybe there's another one. I, I, I flipped away from it. But there's another one where uh, they're in this movie. They have a picture on IMDb. And the picture is just, I guess, a distant, dark photo of the side of a pyramid. Mm. It's just so sad. Yeah, yeah, huh. yeah. yeah. Andrew O. Tauntaun tattoo just has like a a weird little snaky bar and maybe the side of somebody's head. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, what is that about? It's just like the saxophone neck. That's really fun. <laughs> it's really bizarre. <laughs> Oh, that is Tauntaun Tattoo is the saxophone player. Okay. That's his saxophone. That's his part of his saxophone. That's the saxophone read. Well, then what else do you need? That's perfect. (laughs) And and only ever appeared in one thing. Imagine being that guy's agent after this movie. Yeah. I don't know. No, he's no the one in the diaper. Yeah. Hello? Yes. Yeah. Hello. And by the way, Bruce he is available, yes. Bruce Bruce Spence, (laughs) who who Bruce Spence, who has the most freaking Australian first name of all time, uh, Bruce. That guy is in so much stuff. He was in Dark City as Mr. Wall, one of my favorite things he ever did. Uh, Star Wars Episode Three played Tion Medan. He was in Lord of the Rings as uh, Black Lieutenant, whatever that is. That was in the extended edition, so it wasn't in theatrical. But he's in everything. That guy yeah. works he's all the a, time. He's got kind of a Doug Jones um, look to him, like tall, gangly, lanky, mm-hmm. probably can fit in a lot of costumes. And and here's the thing, Bruce Spence, uh, to look at his face, he's a normal looking guy, but in this movie, he looks weird. Yeah. yeah. How did they do that? How did they uh, make Like a lot of fisheye lenses on him. Cause yeah. I'm yeah, going to argue so. he's not a normal looking guy. I'm going to argue. Because <laughs> I'm looking at just yeah. some photos of him, general photos, and he's he is a tall, lanky, thin squished looking dude weird looking dude. yeah to his benefit saying, you, to his to his credit like that's his career yeah, is to play right. this weird gangly dude and he does a great job of it so no complaints here but uh oh boy yeah he's, he, he gets a lot of work yeah look at him yeah. he's, he's busy and, and big matrix movies. revolutions yeah, yeah matrix interesting to look and at. lord of the rings yeah so like the, and it emotes well yeah uh, you yeah. remember that I, legend of the so, seeker show he was really cool in that what was that uh zedekiah something was his character? He was great in that. He's great. Nothing wrong with what that. Do we, guy. What do we put him? Uh, MCU is looking for him. What do we? What do we? Uh, what character do we give him? <sighs> well, in his oh. prime, somebody who stretches a lot. 
Yeah, it needs to be uh, something yeah. in the. But not, in the, but not ah, Mr. Fantastic. Not Fantastic. No, 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 no. Yeah. Impossible Man would be a good yeah, one. Yeah, for yeah, him. yeah. yeah. Ooh. Yes, Impossible Man's tiny, his little little green. I, I really, really like him as like a random enemy in Guardians of the Galaxy because they're. Oh, yeah. There yeah, you go. Like Perfect. Taser face kind of guy. Perfect. Yeah. Yep. Or some. Uh, it'd be a great um, Hydra. Ravager. Hydra scientist or something. Oh, there you um, go. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Something like that. He's just a really unique dude, and I wanted to give shout out to him, even though he's <laughs> in Pirates of the Caribbean. Dead men tell no tales. Mm. He's Major Dix. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you want to go down as Major Dix? Like, that's that's a that's a role you take without even looking at a script. Yes, I'll play right. Major Dix. Hey, look at this. George Miller was given the rights to Mad Max Two: uh, The Road Warrior from '81 and this film as a concession basically they said look we'll give you back the rights to this to that movie which we currently own it was your creation but we took the rights you can have that back and the rights to this film if you step aside as director of contact from 1997 he was oh good deal he was he was Uh meant to do contact which we've seen on this show Uh and he uh they didn't want him to do it i don't know why they don't get into why yeah. Why not? He's great. Why do you, why do you want George be, Miller? It's going to be too weird. I don't know. He did a lot of stuff that was more mainstream. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I mean, thank goodness it ended up being Robert Zemeckis, right? Like he's perfectly competent. Yeah, there's nothing wrong with Zemeckis, yeah. of it course. Out. Yeah. But that could have gone really bad, right? It like, could have. But, it, but also, I'm going gonna, gonna to say it could have gone really great. He did really amazing things with those babe movies the pig movies he did happy feet movies were great were good he did other stuff what's the uh the one with um not witches of eastwick or maybe it is witches of eastwick anyway one of those was. movies was him george miller's all right he can make movies mm-hmm. he, he, he well, would go on don't don't everybody listen to scott he has a little bit of. i advice. do i have a boner for the guy but look when the, he's <laughs> 2015's mad max fury road is a modern masterpiece there's no denying it and so now where can i see that in? is it like on tv somewhere? it's a, it's on hbo now right now or go right now if okay. you want it or hbo it's max on, sorry HBO, which is it hbo go HBO now? Max. max it's just one thing now yeah mad, mad max would, hbo max i don't understand why they all why they're missing one i was like why are three of the four mad max movies on hbo where's the where's the th- fourth one i need the fourth one well where's the so wait i thought they were all on there scary right road now. is no, the, the second right. one is is not oh, oh, is not on there oh, oh that's weird. a bummer yeah that's a bummer but that, think about really, this this deal this trade that I feel like you have to see but this trade they made for contact is actually really great because i don't know that we'd have fury road without it because mm-hmm. he wouldn't have had mm-hmm. the option or yeah. or you know in theory they would have just given that to somebody else and said here you make a sequel to this old thing and it would have been shit but uh i see these movies including thunderdome as moments of brilliance but for the most part stepping stones toward his ultimate vision and the ultimate vision, unbeknownst <laughs> to everybody, was 2015's Fury Road. Like, nobody knew just how freaking awesome that was going to be until it happened. And, and that's a rare thing in film. Like, such a rare thing to say, I'm going to take these cult favorite movies from the 80s, late 70s and 80s, and I'm going to return to them. And I'm in my 70s now, and it's a new cast. And what does Mad Max even mean in the in the 20 teens? Like, what does that even mean anymore? And then pulling it off with such freaking grandiose fashion is an incredible feat. So I know I'm biased. I understand. I get it. Scott's way up the butt of Fury Road. But man, I just can't say enough about it. And for me, for me, seeing the previous movies here recently with us is just reinforcing how fantastic that thing is. 
I, I had to like spend the entire watching of Thunderdome thinking about you and your interest in. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> oh because, God. Like it just uh, it, it, like you, you said at the very beginning, it's it's two movies. It's a a movie of these really sweeping, beautiful shots of wasteland and people, you know, like trying to exist in it. And it's also a movie of uh, ki- kids using future slang. And it's like, oh, yeah. it's just, eh, it's not, that's not really isn't that compelling. And it's actually the movie is working against itself, right? Because I'm just like, no, let's, can we go back to the, the really cool part? Like, mm-hmm. you know, like mm-hmm. if you hadn't had so much really cool, beautiful part, I wouldn't have. I Can wouldn't we have, have more Bungie uh, in a dome fighting, please? Yeah. Or Thank you know you. what? It's mm-hmm. it's about yeah. relentless action is where these things have shown. That's why Road Warrior was so beloved versus, say, just the original Mad Max. Because Road Warrior was like, we understand the template here. Just go, 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 go and don't stop. And maybe wonder if if uh, Gladiator had been a, a sequel to some older movie, like a straight up sequel. And it had been sort of this cachet. If you, Scott Johnson would have thought gladiator was the, you know, so, so oh, great. I freaking like, love gladiator. So I'm, I'm with you there. Like gladiator to me is, is, uh, you're, yeah. If the, if gladiator was the fourth in a series of movies about gladiators by a director who was now in his seventies, making a new gladiator after, movie after a 20 year break. Yeah. It would have blown my mind. Like the same reason, like you're not wrong. Yeah. That's a decent comparison, but this is just a this is just a case of like his heart is not in this third one the way it is in I would argue one two and four and right you can feel it and it's okay and, it's and okay for good reason it's and yeah, it's okay lost somebody yeah close to him totally okay yeah. and it's okay that it exists in whatever sphere it exists um the final by the way the final um uh, poster art from Richard and Amsel. That's who that is. Beautiful poster, yeah, by the way. Kind of Drew Struzan style artist who does mm-hmm. a lot of, uh, you know, poster Love art. Love that style. Yeah, yeah and it was the last one he did. He didn't posters. do any ever uh, post this, so it's a kind of a big deal in that way. But, but like, there's a lot in this thing, and the moments in it where you're like, pick that out, pick that out, pick that out. Master Blaster runs Barter Town. It's an amazing moment and thing to say and just remember in your head. And a big giant bulky guy with a little tiny man on top of him calling the shots <laughs> is an amazing. <laughs> totally mad max thing that is perfect yeah it's just there's so much other building it's that yeah it's it's so much other right and then there's all this padding around it is the problem all of this other like the kids stuff is fine but there's just too much talking and standing around that's not mad max you need to get to it yo get freaking going get on Mm -hmm. the road as if that road is a million miles of dirt and fight until no one's left like just go the last The last half hour of your Mad Max movie needs to be a car chase with themed people driving themed cars trying right. to get on the main car that Mad Max is driving. And they figured that out, right? They oh, they, out. they kind of they didn't figure it out enough. Like Road Warrior did great with that. It's like, oh, this is right. great. Like one third of the movie is this final chase, which is fantastic. Yeah. In this one, I thought I remembered it being like the last third of the movie. It's like the last yeah. five. It's not even the last five minutes. It's not yeah. It's like enough. a five minute chase. Yeah. Also, Can you imagine car- how long it took to film that too. It was, oh yeah, that was a huge. But the car, like car, the car worship, like the re- religion of cars and gas mm-hmm. that that oh, right. the Mad Max world has become. Not near enough of that in Thunderdome. Not nearly. Yeah. Um. And and so lessons learned, man. 
Like, no wonder, yeah. uh, uh, what's his name? Um, to, uh, Tom Hardy was a crank on set. He wasn't used to this. He wasn't used to this kind of brilliance. Like, this is an amazing thing you're involved with. And he admits it now. He's like, oh, man, looking back, I, I can't believe what an honor it is to be in this thing. But at the time, he was a dick. He's like, oh, yeah. I hate this. It's hot. I, I'm, I'm, it hurts when I pee or whatever. Maybe <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what his problems were. I just made that I, up. But I, I think, that, you know, bottom line for me for Thunderdome is uh, you're going to like it if you can take it at face value only and don't even dig an inch deep. Yeah. If you can just watch this thing and hear it and, and be blown by it, then you're good. What? But, blown by it. Oh. But uh-huh. you are you're you will not be mind blown at all. As soon as you start thinking about like, well, at the end that they, they have babies like. Are these? Did these children all get pregnant and give birth? No, no, no. Don't think about it. Yeah, don't yeah, think about it. Exactly. That. And they only oh, gave birth to babies, no. and then they. <laughs> and, and don't try to think about. Did they go back to the Oasis kids? Did is that kid still there? I mean, did they bring them to the city? Chick in the bucket. I don't, is, I don't know. That mm. is garbage, and it's and it's garbage that hasn't been. It wasn't thought through. It what you know what I mean? Like it was all these mm. good ideas when you're on a bender writing on napkins, yeah. and and that's great. It made it made a perfectly beautiful movie. Just don't think about it. My chick much. in the bucket, by the way. Grab a bucket. Is the uh, the dude? He's that Shakespearean actor guy. I got to find his name. Who played the 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 fat guy with the big eyeglass? Mm, um, the glasses, yeah. Oh uh-huh. yeah, yeah. Fat, uh, fat Hitchcock. Fat, fat Hitchcock. Uh, fat here Hitchcock, he is. Sure. His name is Frank Thring. He played the collector. Um, he's a re- that to me is like fast a fascinating character based on very little. It's just how he looks, where he's looking, like he looks, right, and the faces he's making. I want to see him at Howling Three two years later. Because I haven't, I don't remember seeing that one. But I never looks, saw any of the Howlings, so we should watch some looks, Howlings. I just, amazing. Yeah. Scott, I just knew the whole was movie the that they were going to chicken bucket that monkey, and they never chicken did. Bucket. Oh, yeah, the <laughs> monkey was around. Monkey in the, bucket. The, the monkey yeah. was basically his dog from two. Yeah. Right, yeah. right. Yeah. Kind of. The monkeys not get thirsty. Uh, That's the thing, I'm right? just curious. In the real world, you only find monkeys where you find lots of water. That's a, that's a, just a fact. There's no desert monkeys in this world. That's no so the fact that he, the fact that he comes across that monkey in the desert. Just I was just pointing at the screen like Leonardo DiCaprio. Come on, what? Yeah, wait a minute. You're right though. There are no desert monkeys, right? There's no right. such thing. Yeah, monkeys don't live the desert. Need a lot of water. Yeah, they're all what? It's that's all what jungles and water and stuff. Yeah. That's hilarious. Well, anyway, this Frank Thring guy is a really interesting character, and I expected some closure on him, and we got none. So hmm. he's just out yeah. of there. By the Old way, guy uh, with yeah. glasses in a bucket. Yeah, guy with right. glasses in a bucket. Angelo Rosotto. Uh, what? Angelo. I, I was going to say, I'm, I'm assuming the last time we saw him, he looked dejected <laughs> because the whole town was blowing up. And he oh, yeah. Was yeah. There said, well, well I got to go find town. another barter town, I guess. Yeah, right. He's the new walker. He's going to go find another one to barter in. Yeah. But Angelo Rosato, Rosito, Rosito uh, he's the Rosito. little guy. He's master. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. He's literally from that weird uh, 1932, mm-hmm. very strange movie called Freaks. Yeah. yeah. Gabba which, Gabba, one of us. Yeah. Isn't that <laughs> him? That's him, right? It's him. That's well, I don't know if he's. I mean, he says that line. I don't know if he's the one who originates that line because he's the the photo I saw of him in that movie is uh, he's standing on the table in that scene. Yeah. But uh, here's I'm going to put in our chat. But I'll tell people uh, he's also one of the two uh, 
little top looking puppet things in HR puffin stuff. Oh, no what? way. That's great. That's so cool. That's great. He lived a long time, you guys. He died in at 91. Wow. Oh, wow. That's amazing. That's a long time yeah. for a little guy. They for a little person, yeah. Yeah, they don't have the longest of uh, lifespans, but uh, he did all right. He's I, I, in, and he's from Omaha, Nebraska. Like, I would have thought, oh, Australian probably. I would have know. thought they would have found him in Australia. That's yeah. what yeah. I would have thought. As well. I thought of Dunaway when I saw his <laughs> because he was in Simon and Simon, and I didn't know you love that show. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. But he was That's in all kinds of cool stuff like, uh, let's see, The Hardy Boys, Nancy Drew Mysteries, Rockford Files, Beretta. A uh, lot of like 40s and 50s horror films. Yeah. Where, you know, he fits into a cost, the right costume for the, uh, boy, so many uncredited. Yeah. Like, look at this. Jungle Moon Men, uncredited. He was called right. Smallest Moon Man. <laughs> Beppo, the, Beppo the Dwarf, yeah. a prisoner, evil dwarf, impaled pygmy. Midget dwarf. Oh my god! And pill pygmy. That's horrible. That's a great yeah. band name, though. Um, he's in the. So there's one here called Front Page Detective. It's a TV series, and he played somebody named Jimmy Trumpet. That's amazing. <laughs> that is amazing. But yeah, he's uh, he's just a really prolific dude with lots of work and experience. Really used his height to his advantage, and uh, yeah, did all right. Oh, he yeah. stopped he was acting doing at least like two on average two movies a year. Yeah. Uh, he only did two things after this. Amazing Stories Episode 7, uh, which mm. was the vaudevillian one, which makes sense. And then mm-hmm. The Other Side of the Wind came out in 2018. But that was that um, Orson Welles thing that somebody finished up. Uh, oh, gotcha. Yeah. Uh, so it's just old shots. John you Huston guys, was in it and all that. Do so. you guys remember the movie, uh, the TV series, The Wizard, that came out? And like yes, next very year, very well thank you yeah I, I wish that show was available somewhere for streaming and i wish we could watch it here yeah i'd be i'd be into it do you remember the wizard scott yeah i totally do it's yeah a, uh wait you're not are you talking about the tv show or the yes tv yeah. show yeah. he was uh, he was an inventor yeah. and he was always battling evil and yeah. solving crime i like i liked that i don't remember being the right i feel like it came before us a little bit but caught it on oh, not at all. No, no, no. this was six. this was right perfectly aimed at my childhood it was the yeah. 80s then perfectly 86 yeah 86 huh. oh came out. maybe i just have it in my head wrong but i do know who you're talking or what you're talking about i don't think i was super into it or anything but i may have no liked, i was i think i was watching a lot of night rider which means ibit was watching a lot of love boat Love why both. not? Yes. Why yeah, not yeah. both? Uh-huh. Yeah. Why not both? No, you can always no. Whenever you say, "Oh yeah, I was watching Knight Rider," you automatically yeah. assume that if it was watching Love Boat, I was watching Love Boat. Yeah, same yeah. night, different channel. <laughs> I love that it was such an old soul because, you know, he was kind of young to be watching Love Boat. I was, you know, it was it was the fact that we only had one TV and that's what my grandparents wanted to watch. I guess guess we're watching Love Boat, huh? All right. Yeah, I'll get into it then. Isn't it weird to think that like the idea of having two TVs in a house because it's just how much much hee haw I watched as a child. You have no idea. Dude, I no. Let me. You know what? I would have guessed if you just said, do you think I watched hee haw? I'd say I'm 100 percent positive you watched hee haw for some reason. I don't know why. Star Trek Trek and hee haw was the only things that my papa liked to watch. And it was on every chance he got. What an interesting combo of Star Trek and hee haw. Star Trek and hee haw. It's almost like that one episode where they've got all the the uh, the people in the cargo hold. Yeah. people. Now, I've got some I, scrutiny I have to share with you guys, uh, because if we don't, we're not doing our job. Scrutiny. Here is a piece of trivia that I just cannot jive with because there's not enough citation here. It says, the first of the franchise made with U.S. financing. 
which explains why <laughs> Tina Turner appeared in the film. Ah, I don't think that explains anything. A deal was it, made. That doesn't make any sense to me. Okay, so it's U.S. financing. So what? Like, that yeah, doesn't a mean... production company, a production company from the United States wanted to pr- participate. They have mm-hmm. U.S. dollars, so they need to pay somebody who's also uh, American, right? They don't want to. They don't want to exchange a bunch of U.S. money into Australian money. Okay. So you've got to you've got to hire some people from the United States. Well, good. They got one person. And, well, I'm sorry, Master and explain, Tina Turner. It doesn't that's explain it. her specifically, though. Yeah, and that's like, my that's, point. That's right after the piece of trivia that Jane Fonda was considered for that role, which I find very interesting. Mm, like, yeah, that would have been very interesting, Ken. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, because she's got so much more gravitas. Yeah. I don't even know. How that plays out. I don't know how that would work. Who would you mm-hmm. cast today if you're remaking Thunder, uh, Thunderdome? Uh, as anti-entity? Yeah. Uh, Leslie Jones. Absolutely 100% Leslie Jones. Don't. Yeah, I will not argue this. Actually, that's not bad. That's it's not so bad, although, although, I mean, she's got the stature. Would she, would it be too comedic? Like having, yes, I hope so. That's my point. I yes. wanted to be more. <laughs> I wanted to take it more seriously, so I'm not sure she's the right pick for that reason either. But, I, but you're right about, I mean, her, her presence would be really great um if you want to just to roll back just for a second uh if if you want to know the inner workings of how some of this money is secured there is nothing more entertaining and eye-opening than seduced and abandoned uh with alec baldwin it's Mm. kind of a look through uh them going to uh i believe it's the cons film festival and they're trying to secure financing for a proposed film and they talk to all kinds of money givers and uh, it's a real interesting look of the caveats that you have to accept to uh, to be able to. It's the 2013 thing. Yeah, 2013. Yeah, 2013. Uh, let's see I just want to. I want to go back to the previous question, Scott, because if if it's just do a Tina Turner 35 years later, yeah, I would I would say Janelle Monet. I would like to see her in this role. I think she's. Uh, just so you know, visually arresting, and I think she's uh, becoming a pretty good actor. That's my that's my answer. Janelle. Oh, it's got okay. James Toback in it. Sorry, uh, Dunaway's recommendation has got a hell of a cast. James Conn, oh, Mark yeah. Scorsese, it's, Brett it's Ratner, amazing. Francis Ford eye-opening. Coppola. Oh man! All right, I would watch that. That seems all right. Seduced. I'm trying to keep up with two conversations. I know, yes, two yes, things. Yes, it's like right. two movies. <laughs> No, Brian. No, listen. No, no, no. You're not wrong. This is there's the Barter Town movie, and then there's the kids movie, and now we got the Randy conversation and the Scott conversation. See, but that's uh, put the Barter Town movie. Now, now you've got me like a Barter Town series on uh, on HBO conversations. Into oh man. (laughs) You know what though? One leaves. uh, I, I mean. Okay, so Miller, this isn't wouldn't be the first time Miller has tried that. He tried to get a series made, not about Bart- Bartertown, but a Mad Max series made back around this time, and uh-huh. it didn't work out for whatever reason. If you're asking me, now is the time to find the right people, including Miller, to do uh-huh. the right series, and I would be so on board, dude. Oh, my uh-huh. gosh. I would lose my effing mind. And there are going to be people that say, oh, it doesn't translate to television. Well, neither did Fargo, and look at that. That's amazing. Yeah, right. I think it'd be a perfect time with so much uh, political uh, bickering. I mean, it, yeah, what, what, exactly. what better you'd than have that? People, you'd have people fighting for uh, for ruling Barter Town. You'd have Thunderdome. So, you know, right. lots of... Let's just get this on. Right. right. Exactly. Just call it Mad uh, Max Gas, Gas Town 
and it's all about controlling gas <laughs> because everything about that gas town stuff, they don't explore it in the movies very much. And certainly in four, they allude to that's where they're headed and it's a big deal and everything. But gas towns really explored in the video game, the 2015 video game. And mm. I want to make a quick point about that. If you're looking for what, if you're looking for the two examples of where I think Mad Max has done 100% correctly in terms of tone, characterization, feel, look, all that. It's 2015's Fury Road and it's 2015's Avalanche game called Mad Max. That game was a lot of people turned their back on it because it is very bleak and it's very serious about the subject matter, but it's exactly what it needed to be. It is so freaking good. Cannot recommend it enough. And you can get it on sale for like five bucks on Steam or somewhere. Like absolutely that game is worth playing through. It's a big open world game. Beautiful even by today's standards. Uh, my gosh. And they get all that stuff right. Like all the stuff that we're, that we're talking about here. These characterizations, moments, weird stuff that's in this world. World building things. That game gets it as right as, as the movie does. And then some. So I really truly believe the two best properties involved in the entirety of Mad Max as a, as a franchise is that movie and that game. They're great. Great together, and too. And of course, uh, an, another movie that I thought about so much while watching this, and I thought about you, Scott, was Waterworld, of course. I love Because um, oh. apparently the working title of this film was Desert World. Mm. Mm-hmm. And uh, quite frankly, it's just, I mean, it made, it made me like Waterworld even more. Like yeah. I, I, it, it, it made me. It made me think about how you know uh, there there are these interesting stories, and you can tell further interesting stories inside those worlds. You know, right? right. Mm-hmm. Uh, I wish there was a, a Waterworld series. Not, uh, neither uh, one of those names, Beyond Thunderdome nor uh, Desert World, is a good name for this movie, though. Yeah, there's so little Thunderdome in it, and yeah. uh, you yeah. know, I mean, Mad Max Barter Town or Mad Max. Uh, yeah, like Road Warrior was a cool name. Like Mad Max right, Road Warrior. Road Warrior badass. Exactly. Uh, yeah. Mad Max, we don't need another hero. Fury I mean, Road. <laughs> just lean into it. Fury Road, amazing name. This thing, I don't know. You're right. It's not like Thunderdome yeah. needs to be accentuated, but it also needs to be a bigger part of the film. If it was, uh-huh. like if, if Thunderdome was like the center centerpiece to all of it, the actual Thunderdome, then the the name's fine. But right. instead, it's right. like, what do you mean beyond? Like Mad Max babysitter. <laughs> <laughs> Mad Max, take care of those dirty kids. <laughs> Home alone. Home alone. <laughs> anyway, uh, one other thing I wanted to mention. Uh, uh, this is my favorite piece of trivia. Uh, it says here, the kids assume Max is to be the savior who brings them to civilization known as Tomorrow Morrowland. This is great, though. The film Tomorrowland in 2015 released just one week after fury road so so that's just kind of a dumb way to bring it all together you know (laughs) just a dumb dumb thing hey i have a pretty easy pick for what gross got out the most go for it oh wait i gotta play this first gross what do you think it was i think it's putting that whistle in your mouth <laughs> after it's been kicked around in Thunderdome, after everybody's been walking around in pig shit, and then you're picking that thing up, putting it in your mouth, dropping it on the ground again while it's wet, so it's covered with pig shit sand, and then you're oh. putting it back in your mouth to blow on it again. Brian, you are correct. Well done. 
was I was watching that whole scene thinking, oh my God, Scott's just got to be like, oh, he's not, oh, he's putting it back in his mouth. Ah. Second to that is actually related. And I'm putting a GIF in our chat so you can see it. Um, this one kid gets oh, swallowed yeah. up by the sand. And the idea of just drowning on sand is one of the most horrifying and kind of gross things I can think of. That's yeah. an awful idea. But well, there's speaking- one, and there's another scene where Angry Anderson gets kicked into the big vat of pig shit and he comes up and his mouth is open and he's got whatever uh, there's you know it's no way it's all hershey's chocolate but right. there's there's something in his mouth a chunky something yeah. that was in that vat that yeah. is in his mouth and he's like Pah. yeah it's gross it, it's gross in that the depiction is very gross but yeah. in my heart of hearts i'm like no i know what that is and it's not yeah, bad what whatever is it, it is. what do you think they like all right you have to get thrown in a vat of something that looks like pig shit there's uh, not enough Nutella. I'm going to say darkened. Like I'm going to say darkened corn syrup uh, sy- uh, that they use for like blood and other things, but it's like a, t- a dyed version of that. Mm, and then the chunks okay. are corn puffs. <laughs> okay. I like that. Not, right, not bad. Right. Like flavorless okay. corn puffs, like nothing with too yeah, much cheese like, in it. Like what you get, what, what uh, Mac universe used to ship their uh, <laughs> hundred uh, megabyte hard drives in. When yes, you ordered one. That stuff. Except edible, right? Like you could not die. Those are the ones that were edible. I mean, you know, you won't die from eating it. They didn't have any flavor, but uh, they dissolved when you dropped them in the toilet. Did you ever eat one just to see? I did. I totally did. Oh my gosh. I put, I bit half of one. I'm like, yep, this is like, it's like bad wheat cereal, like, uh, like shredded wheat that doesn't have the strawberry frosting on one side. Oh, that's horrible. I don't think I'll tell you you how you do that quicksand effect. Mm -hmm. Um, you build a you build a swimming pool on stilts, mm. and you put about three feet of sand in it, and you have a hole in the bottom with a door, mm. and you just get your actor in there, and you open that door, and the sand starts going down, and the actor holds their breath and goes down with it, and you put a pillow under him, right? Mm-hmm. It's it's like a really straightforward effect. It scared the hell out of me. <laughs> like in watching this movie, I was just like, oh my god, he dead. You know? Yeah. 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 It's terrifying. It's a terrifying idea. And and it was actually a meaningful bit of loss. You know, like the movie mm-hmm. wasn't great at achieving that. I also yeah. think despite the fact that it was like 3PO telling stories about killing the Death Star, the girl at the end telling the stories again in the city, there was something nice about just that juxtaposition of her narration and him walking off into the nowhere. That kind of worked for me okay. It's a hard movie to end. Actually, yeah. all these movies are hard to end. Like, how do you end a Mad mm-hmm. Max movie? I think four because he, cause he can't he can't end like being in a position of power no. or success. He doesn't end in like a nice you know uh, comfy bed in Barter Town. He's got to be back on the road, moving along. And and how do you get that and still have him resolve the people that he had to help this time around? Yeah. Also, uh, this is a dumb little note, but it looks like this is the only Mad Max film where the first weapon he uses is a. Is not a shotgun. Not a shotgun. Yeah, yeah. I, everything I like else that is trivia. shotguns. Yeah, mm. like including he uh, uses a pistol a couple times in Fury Road, but he starts with a shotgun when he's trying to get himself out of his face uh, face trap thing. One oh more gosh. piece of trivia I wanted to to bring up was that the cars in this movie uh, were preserved. They didn't just wreck or 
throw away every car they used, every vehicle. And the vehicles were all collected, and they went on a tour of Australia. Wow. <laughs> I love the film. Did they just drive single file down a <laughs> down a road and uh, in high I, speed? You had to like I, watch I, it go by real fast. I want to. I just want to believe. Uh, this is probably never going to be true, but I want to believe that one of the vehicles touring Australia was the house car. Mm-hmm. The you know the car mm-hmm. with the house on it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I realize that's just crazy. I want the cow print uh, car with the cowboy oh dude driving it. Yeah. I loved these cars so so much. Well, like you know, this, again, you talking about cars just just something just occurred to me why I think what I think the trick was to make Fury Road stand out above all the rest and that is that the the very first car wreck in Fury Road which is just Max eating a two-headed lizard and then hearing some war boys coming after him and then taking off and then he does a flip over flip and then you know, they get him. That accident or that that car uh stunt yeah. is already the most that is already more impressive than any stunt in the any of the previous films that one stunt is more mm-hmm. previous or is better than anything that was in thunderdome for sure and then then there's more then it's right. they, they just keep stacking and they get bigger and they get better and more impressive and you never stop and two hours later you're like holy freaking shit what did i just see yeah. like that's the answer if you want to do this right if you want to like outdo yourself that's how you do it you just make everything, everything from the minute go is already better than your last film in its entirety. All right. Well, this, this, this is everybody's. If uh, Brian, I've, I've started quiz. the recording again. Brian, if Brian Dunaway sounds a little weird, it's because he's on his phone now. Uh, so hi, Brian. Ooh, wait. Yeah. yeah. Welcome back. Um, the- somebody, somebody pissed somebody off and they, uh, there's an embargo on internet traffic. There you go. Embargo. Embargo. <laughs> well, actually, embargo. actually, everything is run on pig farts around here. <laughs> well, it is the and South. We've huh? just there had too much bacon. Yep. There you go. Well, I'm fine with you. Uh, you sound great, and I'm glad you're. I'm but glad you know what? It, now that I'm looking, it looks like it might have just came back on. So let's see what happens. All right, so we'll just see. Watch while you're. If I suddenly appear, we'll know. Yeah, while you're doing that, Randy, tell us uh, you had a quotes thing, or before I, I get to quotes, you were going to say something. It's been such a constant topic for us on FilmSack over the years to uh, ask when we're watching these older movies. Um, and wow, at saying that older movies, this is an older movie, a much older movie at this point. Um, when we're watching them, like have the movies that have come since this kind of ruined it for me? Like how, how, how would I have felt about this movie if I'd seen it in, in the time and I had, I knew nothing, you know, about movies. Mm-hmm. And this is the, this is a great, great movie for that because uh, movies like gladiator and movies like fury road and so on are so good that I just couldn't, I couldn't appreciate this. Like I wanted to, you know? Mm-hmm. Well, all right. Sorry. I was getting a message about my, when my mom's FaceTiming people today from the hospital. We're, really bad. we're all very distracted. Yeah. Yeah. It's very distracting. Uh, <laughs> all right. It's hey, my fault. sorry about the pig farts. Yeah. It's your fault. It's your fault. You pig fart, pig fart, farter. <laughs> I almost said something else. <laughs> I almost said something else and I would have regretted it. Holy crap. All right. Uh, let's do perfect transition to do some clips. We got a number of these from this film, including how weird it is to have this intro music. It's just terrible. Wait, you, we are playing. You're playing, you're playing some Duran Duran there. Right? I know. It feels like Duran Duran uh, arena yeah. that you're playing right there. That felt like some 85, 86 bullshit. 
Like what do we do? cops in Chicago and we got the Chicago <laughs> city flag flying as we are chasing down some some gangster uh some uh, two-time uh burglar and we're uh, like uh, Eddie Murphy and uh, yeah. some white guy. Yes, it's like oh the, the 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 Billy Crystal Gregory Hines business again. Yes. It's just running scared. Yeah, it's like running scared all over again. So dumb. Anyway, H2O. Oh, I love this. So there's a guy trying to sell irradiated water at the beginning of the thing when he goes to Barter Town for the first time, and this guy's great. Check him out. Step up, schmuck. Let's get some dealing done. H2O, that's my go. H2O, that's my go. Oh, yeah. The, the yeah. Irradiated <laughs> water. a little irradiated. No one had ever heard anyone. <laughs> go ahead. Go for it. You only get four tumors from it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. The 80 saxophone returns. Here it is. Sorry, we're filming an episode of Silk Stockings up here. <laughs> I was about to say, are we about to make love? What's what's about to happen? Here? I like that you did you did Tina Turner saying that we're doing silk stockings. Yeah, that was great. Yeah. I mean, I know that's what the scene was, but I didn't expect it. <laughs> I expected you to go, oh, they're filming uh, silk stockings up in here. But no, you went full no, Tina Turner. I, went, I, I channeled my Tina person. It was really good. All right, here's the ra- first time she saw, calls him a raggedy man. But he's just a raggedy man. He's just a raggedy man. Raggedy man. <laughs> I'm from Nebraska. <laughs> Uh, uh, Tina Turner, what's she up to? I haven't checked in on her. Is she all right? How's she doing? Uh, that's a really good question. Yeah. Uh, Turner. don't I think she's put out a new album recently. Hopefully she's just going to bed every night on a bed made of money. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Hasn't she been arguing with Wendy or whatever? What is that? Who is, who is with she? Wendy Williams? Yeah. Is that right? Well, who was Wendy Williams giving a hard time to recently? And she's like, shut your mouth. Oh. Uh, she just released a book called happiness becomes you a guide to changing your life for good in December. So last month, I, um, one thing I always remember about Tina Turner is that she's the exact same age as my mom. They were born a few days apart hmm. and, uh, that like, I always, I always think of Tina Turner as much, much younger than my mom. So I, I don't know how to square that. You know, do you guys know she was, uh, she was the mayor. I'm sorry. Yeah. On last in last action hero, she was the mayor of the city. I don't remember yeah. that. Who runs last action hero town? <laughs> really? I forgot. Yeah. I have no memory. Who runs of that. fake Los Angeles? <laughs> that would be Film Sack episode one hundred, my friends. Yeah, no oh kidding. wow. So um, nearly four hundred episodes ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's done uh let's see. She was on Golden Eye. <laughs> oh yeah, Golden Eye. She's on here yeah. as well. I was wrong. Just the it music, was, though, right? She right, wasn't in the movie. Right. It's Dionne Warwick and Wendy Williams who are having trouble. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, right. yeah, yeah, yeah. How did, right. how did, how did Dionne Warwick not see that coming? I don't know. <laughs> Dionne Warwick is a real <laughs> spirit. Psychic friends, her Psychic Fence Network <laughs> failed her. Yes. Yeah. Well done, sir. Nice, nicely played. She's very, that was a good deep cut. She's a, she's pretty yeah. fiery, that uh, Dionne Warwick on Twitter. She's quite the, she uh, is. Yeah. 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 She's a, uh, and she's also an anti-entity for... Um, the, the, Why does but, Chance the Rapper need to put the rapper at the end of his name? <laughs> I, I just want to tell you about Tina Turner's <laughs> last few years because it's horrible. Oh, what? Hello? Um, 
What happened? In, in 2013, three weeks after her wedding to Erwin Bach, she suffered a stroke and had to learn to walk again. Oh, in 2016, she was diagnosed oh, yeah. with intestinal cancer. Ah. Turner opted for homeopathic remedies, uh, remedies is in quotes there, yeah. to treat her high blood pressure, which resulted in damage to her kidneys and eventual kidney failure. Mm. Her chances of re- receiving a kidney were low, so she started dialysis. She considered assisted suicide and even signed up for the the group called Exit. Wow. Bach, her her husband, Mm -hmm. uh, offered to donate a kidney to her, and she had kidney transplant surgery on April 7th, 2017. Mm. So apparently for the last- He should have done that way earlier, it seems like, right? Like, you know, you hear all these like, well, I think I might might join Exit and consider self-assisted suicide and da-da. He should have actually offered the kidney like right at go, mm-hmm. right? <laughs> but I, I don't know. I've, no one's ever asked me for a kidney, and I like to think, oh yeah, I'd totally give a kidney. But what's my oh, yeah. actually ask for it? I might, I might, um, I don't know. Um, let's mm. talk. You about shouldn't it. have to ask for it. What's what's right? your other like, options? <laughs> I'd give any <laughs> one of the three of you a kidney if you needed Aww. it. And you wouldn't have to. And you wouldn't have to ask. No me, one but, wants your kidney. No, if, I know my but, kidneys are. But uh, really, but I appreciate uh, that. I, I have not been taking good care of my kidneys <laughs> or my liver. <laughs> so, so Tina Turner is now a Swiss citizen. She lives in oh. Switzerland. She gave up her U.S. citizenship and uh, learned German. Why was that she, was uh, that in response to some political move, or was that just because she's like I like Swiss? I don't know. Or does it say? She apparently, doesn't just say. really likes the place. There's not. There's no wrong with that. Yeah, it doesn't say. She's um uh 81, just for the record. Uh, hmm. She's a year younger than my mom. Yeah, that's weird she's to think. A, that uh, she was. They had a musical based on her life. Um, that's in London. Oh no, Broadway right now, and uh, uh, it's one of those musicals that you know it's it's basically your life story told through your songs, almost like a dramatization what a storied career too so oh for sure yeah didn't she Very wasn't there a movie where she played herself but it was about her time with ike and stuff or am i no it's of... what's love got to do with it with angela bassett playing oh, her. that's what it was i'm keeping my name yeah i like it well there's bassett. also there's also a movie <laughs> called i can tina on the road yeah that's, and a that's a documentary, right? It's a that's a documentary that from seventy two. That one's a documentary, but what's love yeah. got to do with it was the the biopic. Yeah, and she's in it, but she's always asking the hard questions. You know oh, does she appear in it? She's in it, but she's a she's a, a cameo playing somebody else. Um, oh cameo. no, I'm sorry. She's the singing voice. She's the singing voice anytime that uh, Angela Bassett would do like a fake oh. singing scene. Yeah, never mind. Sure, I just read that. Uh, yeah, she. I was trying to find anything else where she's just not herself. She was in Tommy. She was the Acid Queen. That was seventy five. Oh, in yeah. um, seventy eight, she was. Oh, it doesn't say what she was. Let's see. In eighty two, herself. Uh, let's see. Eighty five, Mad Max, Anti Entity, and then the Mayor and Last Action Hero. So really, she's only been three different things that weren't herself. <laughs> that makes any sense. <laughs> uh, so anyway, yeah. uh, so looking at the the music uh, in this musical, I gotta say it's kind of it's it's great because you've got um, uh, you've got Nutbush City Limits, the the you know one of her famous songs. With what, I, what did you call it? Nutbush City Limits. Nutbush. Uh huh. Nutbush City. Limits. I've never. You know, you know that song. I can't sing it right now because I'm okay. Maybe I don't know the title. High. Right. Um, what is the I don't know that song. I'm sorry. I know you, you said I know that song, but I don't know that song. Don't hold on. I'm pulling it up because you know that song. <laughs> I don't know I'm that gonna, song. I'm going to sing a, Can a second. Can you name of it. that song in 
300 notes. Uh, hold on, hold on. I'm singing it. It goes, because. Uh, <laughs> hold on. Hold it. Waiting. Hold hold, 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 hold. All right. Yeah, we'll skip that one. But uh, uh, all right. So <laughs> she does Let's Stay Together, the uh, um, Al Green song, Better Be Good to Me, with the song that she did with The Fix. These are all things that are in that musical. She mm-hmm. does perform, or the character does perform, We Don't Need Another Hero, Thunderdome, as um, she and her sister. Uh, are on her at her mother's bedside when her mother passes away which feels like do they do they actually so they sing we don't need another hero but do they include the thunderdome part you know know they sing sing look look brian i just want you to understand i know exactly four tina turner songs and i know them very very well because they were all on the radio you know private dancer private dancer what's love got to do with it we don't need another hero and simply the best that's it that's all i've got just called the best by the way uh we won it we won a trivia thing because the other team put simply the best and the song is just called the best which is the closing song of this and by the way knowing knowing four songs by an artist is pretty good mm-hmm. like that's that means that artist had some hits yeah you know? mm-hmm. they did all right yeah. i think tina turner you don't know is a uh, proud mary artist. her cover of uh the credence song come yeah. on you know that one yeah yeah i've heard that big wheels keep on turning and for brian for brian dunaway's edification tina turner <laughs> was, was born in nutbush tennessee oh, oh okay right. hey brian made fun of a whole town well done yeah. <laughs> I didn't. I just. I didn't make fun. I just asked the question. Sure. No, I understand. Dude, I live probably of uh, the four of us. It's closest to you, uh, Brian. So people looking for you can go go find you. Oh, we got a town. We got yeah, a town, we got a town called nut, Film. I'm, we have a town called, down near Nutbush. We have a town called Fillmore Beaver. So don't feel. I don't. You know. I get it. Oh. All right. <laughs> yeah. I get it. Uh, here's a, a really odd. Uh, let's see. What is this? Oh, really odd Thunderdome scream. So. Enjoy this one. It's a little loud, so you've been you've been warned. Here you go. Ah! All right, there's that. That's that wow. little dude from the the band you were talking about, the punk band. Um, oh yeah, Rose Tattoo. It's, yeah, uh, uh, um, Angry Anderson. Yeah, Angry Anderson. Here's a a great quote. Pig shit. Pig shit. Pig shit. Pig shit. Pig shit. Okay. Pig shit. Pig shit. I love that. He, he speaks the pig shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, here's uh, here's a him doing a thing about methane. Methane cometh from pig shit. The methane cometh from pig <laughs> Thanks. shit. Thanks, Alfred Hitchcock. I love that guy, dude. <laughs> Anybody yeah. that talks to their jowls is always Hitchcockian to mm-hmm. me. He sounds mm-hmm. like him. You're right. Yeah. Uh, oh, this is great. Good so uh, this is uh, uh, this is an old piece of audio. Apparently, it's from right, right around Brian Ibbett's prom date time. Uh, we've never done one of these before, <laughs> so this is kind of new. Uh, this is from somebody who was trying to warn. So it's not you or the girl you took. It's someone trying to warn the girl that you took about you. And this is what they said about you. Okay. I'm glad it didn't take and you guys were able to have your date and everything was fine. But yeah, this yeah. is what they said about you before the date. You can beat most men with his breath. Jeez. <laughs> That's really That's harsh. Right. Wow. Yeah, yeah, that's harsh. It's true, harsh. She, harsh, she, harsh. Uh, we sat on opposite sides of the back of the limo. It, it was. Uh, <laughs> it was tough. It's a, for some reason, I can so picture this, and you're in a blue tux. It's all in my head. I have <laughs> oh, it's always a blue tux, <laughs> right? It's, blue it's the only tux. color. 
Yes. Oh my gosh. All right. Here's a, a no trade, only do. No trade. Do. 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 Not shit. Efficient word use. I love his efficient word use. Not shit. Energy. Not shit. Energy. <laughs> Thanks, Skeletor. All right. Now we get to a famous line right here. Louder. Master Blaster runs by the town. By the town. I love that look on her More face. More treble. <laughs> <laughs> now, like she would eat use filter. <laughs> Is this better? <laughs> All right. No more peeking. <laughs> That's amazing. All right. Uh, you want foot and face? You want foot and face? That's worth playing again. No. <laughs> I feel like that should be the line everyone remembers, but no one ever does. Yeah. It's very good. Here's Tina Turner. Yes, this is Quentin Tarantino, and I give a big resounding yes, please. <laughs> Here's Tina Turner turning it all up. Welcome to another edition of Thunderdome. Okay. Yeah. All right. Let's get started. She's pretty stoked. Dude, Brian Ebbett, uh, uh, Quentin Tarantino's wheel would be like... <laughs> It would be like foot in face, foot, foot in face, face, foot in face, foot near face. Quentin's choice, uh, which is yeah, yeah. face. Yeah. One, of them, one of them is uh, free pass to use the N word. Uh, uh, <laughs> Quentin's choice, which is put foot in face. <laughs> oh, that's funny. All right, here's two men enter that whole thing. Two men enter, one man leaves. Uh, can you can the crowd get their heart into it, please? A yeah, little bit. Yeah, yeah. No, they get up a little more. Energy. They had to repeat it a few times. This isn't. Yeah, it's not a mega rally. This is a slow, like <laughs> low chant. Yeah. I also love this phrase. Bust the deal and face the wheel. Bust the deal and face the wheel. All <laughs> it's all, rules it's all Johnny rhyme. Cochran rhymes. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah, that's crazy. If the glove don't fit. You must, you must quit. quit. I love that stuff though in Mad Max World. Stupid. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. Here's a kid yelling. That apparently is how they notify is each that, other or something. That means I'm home. Hook, right? Is that from Hook? Exactly. You would think <laughs> That's so. That's what it feels like. It's from Hook. And, but uh, he, by was, the way, he was hissing at a lizard, so that was cool, I guess. By the way, name yeah. the top three films uh, before this that we've seen for Film Sack that have uh, Teenage Wasteland. Go. Oh. Uh, Hook. Yep. Okay. All right. <laughs> this. Uh, Hook. No, before uh, this. There's three, there's three films oh, before, before this, this. That, I, that I'm declaring our top three Teenage Wasteland films. Okay, Hook was hard. like we haven't watched enough of those. Didn't we watch... Uh... Can, oh, can you... Yeah. You're not counting the... Not where, Rollerball. Is you're, it Rollerball? You're not, you're not counting the vampire one with... Uh, um, oh, Lost Boys? Lost we Boys. could. That could be an answer. That's hmm. a good one. Hmm. I think. They were a little older than teenagers. Some of them. Well, some of them weren't. Yeah. yeah. So I don't think that one counts. Uh, it wasn't Wasteland, is it really? Uh, BT, does that count? Ooh, that's an interesting one. So the whole point of that trope, right, is that that it, it's never really explained how these teenagers are subsisting, right? Like it doesn't really. Right. How like they're how, just you, in you, charge of everything. You come away with questions about how they could manage, right? right? Well, mm-hmm. what are the ones on your list? Because I can't think of uh, any of The Warriors, for sure. Oh, yeah. Oh, like, yeah sure. oh my just gosh. Everyone, the That's reason just... I think of that is everybody in that looks 32. You know what I mean? Yeah, they're all. <laughs> right. Yes, they're not supposed well, but to be, you, but they're but you know they, really 19. <laughs> <laughs> you know they don't actually like during the day work at the grocery store yeah right 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 right. Right. yeah (laughs) right they're busy being a baseball theme gang i get it right right 
Also, uh, I like that Brian that, did. I like that Brian that, gave them Australian accents. That's yeah, well, it's, yeah. It's, <laughs> that was your theme. <laughs> your theme, exactly. My, my other one for me was Children of the Corn because it just. Oh yeah, that's like, a good one. It, it just doesn't make sense. Like, do they eat corn only? Did we do <laughs> Children of the Corn? I guess we did. Yep. I, I yeah. don't remember. Malachi. Oh my gosh, I love that. That still but have I, that clip somewhere. I'm sure. uh, hold on, I need to be proven here. Uh, children, oh, we absolutely did because you have uh, that Molokai clip from this. Yeah, from 2012. You're right. That was a while ago. Mm-hmm. I forgot all about that. All right, uh, here's some Aussie gibberish. This ain't one body's story. It's the story of us all. We got it mouth to mouth, so you got to listen it, remember? Because what you hear's today, you got to tell the birthed tomorrow. Tomorrow. Mouth to mouth is wrong. Today. Yeah, yeah. Did, they, did they French kiss it into we your face? We got this story mouth to mouth. <laughs> it's, it's mouth Come to here, ear. I'll give it to you. Right. It's, it's mouth uh, to ear, weirdo. That's pretty good. I mean, I love yeah, that's the, right. the idea you of... That's right. You don't transfer a story mouth to mouth. You transfer it mouth to ear. Right. Good point. Right. right. Weirdos. But I love I love the, like an oral history type, you know, deal is is kind of a fun thing to play with. Like, because that's all they have oh, is, yeah. is a way to tell history that way. This was just done in such a... I don't know. Like, if they were, they were all kids on that plane, they've forgotten a lot already. <laughs> like, oh yeah, it's just a big cartoon in their head now. Like, it, my my biggest complaint I I think about the kids was uh, it's sometimes in some scenes they totally forgot they were supposed to be broke speaking this broken language mm-hmm. they were using. Mm-hmm. It was they would just talk like normal, and I was like, what is that? Stop. Yeah, I need you to be broken. Yeah, be broken, please. Here's a, a high scrapers and a video. This is fun. Check this out. The high scrapers and the v- v- video. What's with the, the triple V's? What's the, 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 the video. Be- because it was skipping. I don't know. Yeah, it's YouTube because uh, the YouTube always buffers. It does. <laughs> <laughs> buffering the YouTube does. The buffering. The buffering. Restop and restart. <laughs> All right, here's uh here's Stop some... and he starts. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember what this uh I don't remember hearing this, but apparently this was a thing. Uh, so anyway, I'll, you guys all recognize the scene. Here you go. It's about membering things. Remember this? Oh, I <laughs> <laughs> Do you guys remember member berries being in there? Remember, I remember. Great South Park reference. Remember when a man Remember-berries. and a woman we'd get married? I Do I love those? Those are great. Member uh-huh. berries are the best. Uh, all right, here's Serious Me. Oh, Serious Mel. Sorry, Serious Mel. <laughs> I forgot the L. Uh, Serious Mel Gibson. The first place you'll find is a sleaze pit called Bartertown. Now, if the earth doesn't swallow you up first, that place sure as hell will. Uh, for, by the way, I, I don't know if you probably noticed, but that's the first Mel Gibson clip we've played today. Because he just didn't. Oh, yeah. It is. It is. Yeah. Didn't say much of it. So is, it, is, is, is that common? Like a bunch of Sarlacc pits out in the... Wasteland is that? Oh, sunken, <laughs> uh, sinking little holes. quick sandy spots. Boy, that yeah. horse sure got the raw end of that business. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, that whole horse going through there—that was something. Yeah. I can get this water. I know I can. I can just get the. I'm almost to the water. Yeah. Oh, there goes my horse. Old paint. No. <laughs> Here's. We're what, only ten minutes out of Barter Town. What's the matter with you? Here's a. So this movie got a PG-13 rating, which is part of its problem, but. uh it's uh, they French did cats. have one F word, so I captured it. Enjoy. <laughs> what the f- captain? What uses he? There you go. Yeah, yeah. Something compelling about the uh, girl. Don't know what it is. 
she was interesting. Oh, she's yeah, I think she's fantastic. Yeah, um, I tried to find more stuff from her, and it's all Australian stuff, so I haven't seen it. But uh, she's interesting. She has an interesting face. Uh, mm-hmm. The way she the way she talked. I don't know. There's something about her. They they underused her though. Uh, here's a pig killer laugh. <laughs> yeah, here it is again. <laughs> If you, if you, if you blink. I'll be a little pig in there too. Oh yeah, Pig Killer had some. <laughs> what? Pig Killer was weird. I wanted to know what happened to Pig Killer's family, mm-hmm. and yeah, cause he says he he did it for his family, but then you never see him like trying to escape with his family when he gets out, and it's like they, they were killed. I guess he just. Maybe it's like so. he said. He goes, "I'm going to die in two years anyway, or whatever." Like everyone has a different. In that world, your your expectancy of life is day-to-day short so right who knows all right what's wrong with this guy's scream i'm asking you guys so hear this that didn't sound, that sound like a tiger it sounded like a oh, yeah, yeah like a cougar or something that was the punk rock guy when he died maybe oh, he does that in his music maybe he's uh maybe i actually that's it now that you say that it's like <laughs> oh that's on point yeah that's a new that's my new wilhelm scream that's perfect here's uh here's pig killer again asking what happened to number two <laughs> when he got his uh, arrow pulled out of his neck. Oh, yeah. Screw With his yeah. Uh, bike sprocket around his neck. Yep. And finally, Tina Turner with her raggedy man. Well, ain't we a pair? Raggedy man. <laughs> oh, seeing laughing her way off to the sunset. Well done there, mm-hmm. Tina Turner. It's like four, four tropes in that one line. Yeah. <laughs> You're better without Ike. Time for the film sack checklist. Yeah, that's right. Hey, those kids don't look like Ewoks. Check. We don't need another hero till 2015. Check. <laughs> and finally, we all feel a little bad for Master. Check. Hmm. I mean, I did. I liked Or Blaster. Or Blaster. Oh, sorry, Blaster. Yeah. Either one. Yeah. I feel bad for both of them. That was such uh, a weird thing. It is weird. When they it's revealed the best, though. his head. Yeah. I'm like... Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, what's what's the feel here? Because he he's obviously he, he is amused. Well, he was. <laughs> did they he was say Down syndrome? Did they say or if the actor, um, the Down was syndrome an, actor, yeah. was he was he uh, also playing Blaster when the hood was on? And I would oh, assume not. fighting and chasing probably not. Right. We're gonna find out right now. And, so this, and was that even? It was so fast. I meant to go back and look. I was like, is that a prosthetic? Because something looks odd about it. Uh, no, he was, that was real. I mean, his face was, but you never saw the body in the face. Okay. Paul Larson, not same guy. Okay. Uh, yeah. Trying to find who played his face though. Uh, (laughs) blaster. Who plays blaster's face? (laughs) Who plays blaster? Blaster's face plays blaster face. Hold on. Here we go. (laughs) Blaster, blaster. Hold on. Okay. The blaster is Paul Larson. Oh, here it is. Stephen Hayes played the blaster unmasked. Oh, and he was uncredited. Uh, Stephen Hayes was only in two things other than this. Eureka, Strockade, and Stepping Out, both of which were uh, Australian things. So there you have it. I, I want to, did Ken Jeong guess who he really was? <laughs> <laughs> Nicely done. Nice. That's a, another deep Master cut. Master Blast is the mass singer. That's right. <laughs> the deep cuts today are deep. Uh, all right. deep. Moving on to uh, the soundtrack grade. I'm going to give it an R for Ruined by the Amazing Work and Fury Road by Junkie XL. 
Uh, it's just not good. Doesn't fit. Feels feels bad. Again, you know, it's hard because you're comparing it to, you know, it's like dating a supermodel last when all you've dated before that are normal people. And so you but just, even you even when you them. you know compare it to Road Warrior, it's it's not good. And it's just eighty five eighties fied uh, to to maybe attract an audience that's going to pick up soundtracks that wouldn't have picked up soundtracks in the late seventies, early eighties for yeah. Road Warrior. And that I, was a huge I, hit, right? The hero song was a big uh, hit for uh, her. It was. I don't so. want to bang on on this, but I'll bet you, you could take the score from Waterworld and just lay it right down on this movie. And it'd be, and better. be better. It'd be better. You're right. Waterworld's yeah. a fine score. Nothing wrong with it. Uh, all right, long live the Mariner. Moving on, what do we have here? Oh, the Twitter uh, Twitter post. This is where, guys, you take 200 and char- 280 characters, the, that's your limit, see? And then you you, uh-huh. uh, you build a tweet out of it, <laughs> and then you read it. So let's start with Randy. Mad Max Beyond Thunderdome. Lost and confused, a man dies in the desert. And then the afterlife is weird. He now has short hair, and he's surrounded by children. And he's being pursued by a pop star. In a shocking twist, the pop star isn't Michael Jackson. Not bad. <laughs> never Neverland. You did tomorrow. Yeah. Oh yeah. Never 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 morrow land. Yeah. No. What tomorrow morrow yeah. never never land. Yeah, wow. tomorrow morrow. Tomorrow morrow land. <laughs> I can't remember how it went though. It doesn't matter. Uh Brian Dunaway, your turn. Oh, Mad Max Beyond Thunderdome. Two movies in her. One man leaves. Here ain't wonky. Sounds like an order. <laughs> uh, very nice and then finally brian ibbett mad max beyond thunderdome welcome to barter town get some sleep clean up with a nice hot shower and then cap off the night with a sparring match bed bath and beyond thunderdome oh, oh. damn it that's right. a good title i should have used nice job i'm glad you didn't or else i would have said crap well what else what else, what else is only bed bath and beyond i always think of those uh those sparkling water makers. What, what are the? What's that called? Uh, uh, Soda yeah. Stream. Soda Stream. Oh, I always think of that as job. as only available at Bed Bath and Beyond. Yeah, and those uh, the the trash cans, uh, the simple human trash cans. Simple human. Oh, they uh, open open automatically. Yeah, yeah. Well, or that they have a little foot, but they're like all you know aluminum plated mm-hmm. uh, trash cans. Those it's, are it's a cool. Bed Bath and Beyond thing, and those. Uh, those cards that you'll never stop getting for the rest of your life. Right. Right. <laughs> well, it used to, it used to be the, my pillow. You can only get their retail, but now that's that. Guy oh, right. Yes. This week was, uh, they got pulled out of there. Uh, oh, all right. Here's my pillow town. Here's, here's my, uh, my uh, alternate titles just handed to me. This, uh, was almost called return of the Jedi's Lord of the flies, a new hope. So that's interesting. Yeah. Wow. That's <laughs> yeah. great. Yeah. I did. I did actually think of episode four. Yeah, a couple of times yeah. in this movie. Him, well, mainly for me, the walking was him in the chased, desert and chasing the one guy, and then being chased by fifty guys. It reminded me of that. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. Uh, or it was almost called Bruce's Almighty. Huh, interesting. <laughs> uh, <laughs> emails. Uh, these are emails sent to us via you via the email. Uh, the email address is filmsackagmail.com, and you should put it to memory because it's a great thing, and you should use it all the time. We got one here from Tracy. Uh, two today. This one from Tracy says, hello, gentlemen, and Brian. I don't know which Brian. So, <laughs> Oh, hi, Tracy. Yeah. yeah. Which one of us drew the short straw yeah. there? Which one of you are not a gentleman? I don't know. Right. Says, I have a theory on why you remember sacking a movie that you never sacked. Okay. Oh. So this is where we get to Dunaway. This is the Dunaway theory. Uh-huh. When, when uh, the movie to be sacked is boring, you talk about other movies, and you can get quite in depth mm-hmm. when you do that. 
very in-depth, in fact, to the point that the movie that was being sacked is forgotten until Mr. Dunaway herds the conversation back. I think this is why you can remember talking or can't remember talking about a movie, but have never done. Oh, can remember talking about the movie, but have never done an episode on it. Right. That totally makes sense. Cause yeah. it's like, yeah. I remember talking to you three about such and such movie. So we must've done it for film sack, but it really just came up in, in the discussion. Armageddon was the great example of this until we saw Armageddon, but Arm- Arm- <clears throat> Armageddon always felt like the movie we we had done. And I think if we went back and looked, even in movies that weren't even exactly tied to Armageddon in terms of theme or whatever, probably mm-hmm. we talked about that movie a ton without seeing it. I'm oh, sure we, we talked did. about the yeah. animal cracker scene, like for at least. Oh yeah. oh yeah. If Ben yeah. Affleck's name came up, you talked about the animal yeah. crackers. You just mm-hmm. do. We could watch Batman versus Superman or whatever and get to the whole, your mom's name, Martha. And all I think about is graham crackers in your freaking belly button or your animal crackers. Anyway, and I'm going to make a t-shirt well for Brian Dunaway that says topic herder. Oh, topic herder. Oh, topic herder. I like just it. A, just a scruffy topic herder. Yeah. <laughs> laugh it up topic herder he does say he does say at the bottom here signed a guy named tracy to make sure we don't wonder if tracy oh, is male or female gotcha uh final email from jeremy evening guys currently laying on my shakti acupuncture mat Ooh. anyway listening to the mad max episode talking about the original uh trying to remind myself that something uncomfortable and somewhat painful can actually be good for you and i was reminded of one of my recent favorite movies that definitely meets this criteria Swiss Army Man. It is ah. all at once disgusting, crass, uncomfortable, confusing, funny, endearing, charming, 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 <laughs> encouraging, and uplifting. Quirky and uh, and odd are just a starting place to start to try to explain this movie. Shake your head, scrunch your face, twist your head to the side like a puzzled dog, and you'll find yourself enjoying the soundtrack and the journey that character takes yeah. you on. I understand There's that you experience. have an ever-growing list of movies on the show, but I'd strongly recommending Swiss Army Man being added to the list and even moving it up as far as possible, uh, I think it it's would be... It's an interesting be, movie with Harry Potter. Yeah, yeah. That is who that is, right? It's a, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm. Daniel Stern. No, Daniel Day-Lewis. Daniel, Daniel Stern, yes. Radcliffe. Perfect. <laughs> Not I Day-Lewis. want to put those two together. I though. remember yeah. the time I was living under the stairs. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, love the show, says Jeremy. I don't... That's fine. Let's get it in. Let's do it. That yeah, sounds all right. It's an odd movie. I I have mixed feelings about it. So it, it would definitely be worth discussing. So he goes for these, right? Cause he's at that other movie where he, where he's dead and then wakes up and then farts really bad. Do you know the one yeah. I'm talking about? And he can move like the raft down the river. Cause he's farting like a motorboat. Does anyone <laughs> know what I'm talking about? Yes. No. Daniel really? Radcliffe movie? Yes. Yeah. I don't remember what it's called. We'll look that up in a second. And then there's the other one where the two guns are surgically attached to his hands. And he's yeah. goes on a like a John Wick shooting rampage because these guns are attached to his hands. I, now, it, have you seen Swiss Army Man, Scott? No. It's on Netflix right now. Are you sure you have it? Are no. you sure? Because I'm you're positive. talking about... Because when he's farting, I believe that's in Swiss Army Man. Is that the movie? Oh, because that's the... I've only seen trailers for whatever I'm talking about. That must be yeah. it. Okay. So Swiss... So maybe he's only made two of these weird movies. Right. He's, he did a couple of them. He tried to get away as quick as he could from the, from the you know, his, his Harry Potter potter character because yeah. it'd be so easy to get locked into that and uh so yeah oh that's right it was paul and, dano and then and then and then harry potter's like dead in it but his right. body is like usable as like a a million swiss things army. like a swiss, swiss army, army knife. knife yeah right and then the other one is <laughs> guns akimbo that's the other one i'm thinking of. ah that's the other one yeah yeah huh i want to see that one 
That's by the way, yeah. in addition to Daniel Radcliffe, the movie's co-directed by Daniel Shearnert and Daniel Kwan. So it's just all Daniels oh all God. the time. Oh, Throw Dan Stern in there and it sort of gets really weird. Yeah. I mean, did they almost call Paul Dano Paul Daniel? <laughs> no kidding. Uh, his name is Paul Dano. So he's got Dan in his name. Dan Kwan, Daniel Schmernit. That's hilarious. Elizabeth, Mary Elizabeth <laughs> Winstead should change her name to Daniel. <laughs> Daniel Elizabeth Winstead. Yeah. yeah. That's crazy. All right. What can we put that on the list? I'd be fine with that. Yeah, and I'd also like to say that uh this week, just the last few days, we got another movie on our upcoming list from the Frog Pants Discord suggestions channel. Mm. Uh that's Virtuosity. We're gonna watch that in a few weeks. Mm. Um that just straight out of suggestions from uh listeners like you. So go to the that Discord and talk. Yeah, join our Discord if you haven't done it yet. It's uh, there's no there's no gatekeeping. You just go click the link on the website and you're in. So uh, go check it out, filmsack.com, uh, for that. Uh, this reminds me that Paul Dano was in that milkshake movie. I drink <laughs> your milkshake. <laughs> I called it the milkshake movie because I never remember there will be blood, but now I remember. There will be blood. Yeah, great movie. Uh, all right, our next film, The Expendables 3. Yeah. It's perfect for Yay. episode 500. Like yeah. just, this is yeah. just exactly what, like we were talking last time about what it makes a film sack movie and there's actually talk on the discord about what makes a film sack movie. this is it this all-star cast it's a sequel to a movie that never needed to exist but really badly needs to be in our lives and so yeah perfect 500 I'm excited. episodes yeah. Epi- expendables three i can't wait if you were if you were to say hey film sacks fine 500th episode should involve as many um actor guest stars from as many movies as we've seen the most common people we've seen the most this movie has those people in it. Like, why did we do him on yeah. episode four hundred? Uh, I don't remember what we did. I can find out. Let's find out right now. Quicksack.ly. We could guess it about a bunch of movies that we haven't done. Four hundred. <laughs> that would we be did. Close Encounters close of the Clowners. Third kind. Yep. Oh, oh, that's, that's a good choice. Yeah, three hundred. We did. Uh, three hundred. Three hundred. Yeah, three hundred for three hundred. Yeah, we that did. was easy. Two hundred. What we do? We did two hundred. Nope. That was Star Trek The Motion Picture. Yep, also Star Trek really The really Motion good. Picture. And then 100. Last Action Hero. Last Action Hero. No. And then one was Kroll. <laughs> 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 anyway, so we're going to do that. That's next week. Expendables 3. It's on Netflix? It's on Amazon and Hulu. So Amazon and Hulu. Options. There you go. Okay. Yeah, we're, we're, we're the Netflix only thing is long dead. We're, we're just wherever these things are now. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, also, um, I would just note that Amazon, Hulu, HBO Max, these guys have all like gone deep into cheap kind of in our wheelhouse movies. Mm-hmm. And Netflix has gone the other way. Mm-hmm. Netflix has been putting pouring money into making uh, prestige television. And that's fine. It's great. It is great. And, and in, in some cases, it's not very prestige like Cobra Kai. But that's fine. <laughs> you know? It's good, just not prestige, you know. And and it's just not what we're doing on this show. Netflix. Yeah, we're we're gonna if uh, that that is true. Like a lot of these movies that we want to get our heads around, and the ones you guys are recommending are showing up. They're just no longer showing up on Netflix. They're showing up on HBO and on Hulu and whatever and Prime. And so we're just gonna spread it around. And Netflix will certainly still have stuff. But there was a day when it was like we weren't just scouring the bottom of the entertainment barrel we were scouring netflix's barrel but those days have changed yeah. it's not the same anymore yeah 
Filmsack.com is our website. That's the important thing to remember because all the shit is over there. So go check it out. Filmsack.com. All those episodes we just mentioned, plus more. You're going to want to go get 499 of them before 500 hits next week. So go check it out. That's Filmsack.com. Filmsack at gmail.com is our email address. You can find us on Twitter at Filmsack. And wherever you get your podcast, just go search for Filmsack and leave us a review because it helps us get discovered all these 10 years later, 11 years later. That's going to do it for us. For me, for Brian, for Brian, and for Randy. One Randy leaves. <laughs> oh, what, what comes out? Uh, we'll see you next time. This show is part of the Frog Pants Network. Yes. Get more at frogpants.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Confidence starts with loving who you are. And when your skin feels nourished and glows on the outside, you naturally radiate confidence from the inside. Give your skin a glow up with Osea's clinically proven Mega Moisture Duo. This ultra-hydrating body care features two of Osea's bestsellers, Andaria Algae Body Oil and Andaria Collagen Body Lotion. These seaweed-powered heroes use skincare-level ingredients normally reserved for your face for results you can see and confidence you can feel. Osea has been making clean, clinically proven seaweed-infused face and body care products for over 28 years. This luxurious skincare is vegan, cruelty-free, and climate-neutral certified, so you never have to choose between your values and your best skin. Glow from the inside out. Get 10% off your first order with code GLOW at oseamalibu.com. That's O-S-E-A-Malibu.com, code GLOW.